This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, August 28th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Remnants of Hurricane Laura unleashed heavy rain and twisters hundreds of miles inland from a path of death and mangled buildings along the Gulf Coast. And forecasters warned an eastern turn would again make a storm make the storm a looming threat, this time to the densely populated eastern seaboard. Trees were down and power was out as far north as Arkansas, uh, where remnants of the storm that killed at least six people in the United States were centered. The once fearsome Category 4 hurricane packing 150 mile per hour winds weakened to a depression after dark. New tornado warnings were issued after nightfall in Mississippi and Arkansas, hours after one of the strongest hurricanes ever to strike the United States barreled across Louisiana on Thursday. Demolished buildings, entire neighborhoods left in ruins and almost 900,000 homes and businesses were without power along the coast. A lower than expected storm surge also uh, helped save lives. Ocean water rose as much as 12 feet rather than the 20 feet that was predicted. Yeah, they were showing the these guys who, I guess they call themselves the Cajun Navy or anybody who has a boat down there and they oh, were ready right, to yes. go do boat rescues. And they said, we realized about a couple of hours into it that we needed to switch to pickup trucks because it had not flooded as much as they thought it, as it would. President Trump plans to visit the Gulf Coast this weekend to tour the damage. Um, what does this mean for the shore? On Saturday, there will be lots of rain, heavy at times with possible damaging wind gusts. A high school teacher has been charged for repeatedly sexually assaulting an underage victim that began when the victim was 17 years old, according to the Camden County officials. 36-year-old Bridget uh, Sapira of Cherry Hill was charged with second-degree sexual assault and endangering the welfare of a child. She was also charged with sexual assault and endangering the welfare of a child for crimes that occurred in Gloucester Township. Mm -hmm. According to court documents, the victim contacted detectives earlier this month uh, telling police that Sapira initiated the relationship in January of 2019. The, uh, the, the, The victim was a student. Uh, the victim told police the relationship continued for about 18 months, including about 60 sexual encounters in wow. various locations wow. throughout Cherry Hill, including different homes and a vehicle. 60? Mm. How do you do? You keep count? Wow. I guess you do. <laughs> when, you're over, that, over, when you're that young, and yeah. Over, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Case okay. over 18 months, too. Yeah. 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 Court documents say uh, Sapira admitted to the sexual relationship when contacted by police. Uh, she also served as the girls' lac- lacrosse coach and was listed uh, in a 2016-2017 school handbook as the chair of the uh, Macaulay program described on the school's website as an educational program for students with mild disabilities. Uh, detectives say that she could face more charges. She was transported to the Camden County Correctional Facility to await a preliminary hearing on those charges. They've been In these cases, they've been throwing the books at these you know, teachers that they've uh, discovered recently, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles say the 2020 season will start with no fans inside Lincoln Financial Field due to the coronavirus. I thought that was already... As a season ticket holder, I thought... um, It was already decided? It was already decided. No, they kept kept saying that they were working with health officials to make the decision. But uh, the Eagles made the announcement Thursday after discussing uh, with state and local officials. Due to the ongoing health crisis, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and the city of Philadelphia have communicated to us that hosting fans at the stadium will not be permitted until further notice, the team said in a statement. The Eagles say if and when the decision to allow fans inside the link changes, they will release release additional information, and they did email um, uh, ticket holders yesterday. You should have gotten a, uh, an email case. Uh, the Eagles' first home game is set for September 20th against the Los Angeles Rams. In sports this morning. Oh, 
Last night's Flyers playoff game was officially postponed and will be played tomorrow. NHL players around the league decided they wanted to bring awareness to social and racial injustice. The NHL didn't play any playoff games yesterday in solidarity with other leagues protesting the recent police shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. The decision postponed... postpone the games between the Islanders and the Flyers as well as the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks. A day after the Milwaukee Bucks chose not to take the floor for their playoff game against the Orlando Magic, players in the NBA voted in favor of resuming the playoffs. The Bucks' decision not to play on Wednesday led to the postponement of all three playoff games that day, but yesterday afternoon the NBA announced that it would postpone the three playoff games scheduled. Denver versus Utah, Boston versus Toronto, and the LA Clippers versus Dallas. The expectation is that Wednesday's schedule will be played tomorrow and yesterday's games will be held on Sunday. The Phillies also did not play last night. Games between the Phillies and the Nationals and six other games involving 12 teams were officially postponed. The Phillies issued a statement saying the decision to call off the game was made collectively with the Nationals. The statement read in part, we support their decision to use their platform to call attention to the racial and social injustice that continues to exist in our country. We will continue to stand behind our players and those on the front lines working to generate accountability and real change in our society. The Phillies are scheduled to be back home tonight with a game against the Atlanta Braves. Zach Wheeler will get the start and the first pitch is set for 7.05. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you. Kathy, I want to say what a great job you did with the news this morning, considering that you were doing whippets right before the show this morning. <laughs> All right. I'm sitting, okay, okay, I'm sitting in the office. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you had already left. Right, right. We're doing our prep work and all of a sudden I hear <laughs> behind me and I'm like... <laughs> And then I was like, Whoa! that sounds like whipped cream. And I said, what's she doing? What's she And I initially, I thought she was just. No, I'm totally fine. Yeah. I thought she was holding a whipped cream container up to her mouth, just, yeah, just yeah. filling her mouth with uh, <laughs> whipped cream. <laughs> and, but apparently Kathy keeps her own whipped cream here. In I her use it little mini of, fridge. I don't put sugar in my coffee. Okay. I put that in and, and it melts and it kind of sweetens it yeah, just a little, a little bit. Oh, just a tiny bit. <laughs> so Kathy, has, Kathy yeah. actually has the ultimate dorm room in our she office. She does. She's got it a is. mini fridge. It like a it's decorated. <laughs> She's got little. It's amazing. It's it's it's. We, if you're okay with it, just take a picture just to show how yeah, yeah, lovely yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Uh, what are you like doing over there? Uh, it was just I'm making hummus. You want? And you know what's an... funny? Wait, you know what's funny? So I I pulled it out and I was like, I'm gonna have to answer question as to what I'm doing. And I'm like, Steve just left. I was like, Preston might not hear this. His hearing is terrible. And then sure enough, you're like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, this is not the sound you expect from an office environment. At 6 a.m. Whip it. Uh, By the way, I got this text. It says, hey, uh, I got to work. 545, waiting for my co-worker. He lives an hour away. He gets here and didn't bring the effing keys to unlock the shop. But then I remembered, no sad bro. No it's sad bro. bro. Yeah. It's Friday. You guys rock. So there you go. You did it. That's exactly <laughs> what that whole thing is there for. Hey, work is done. It's the start of your weekend. Hey, crack a beer. You should have no care. Might as well get to the chorus. Hey, it's Friday. Can't be in a bad mood now. To let your troubles go. It's Friday, I'm sure you know. No, and there it 
is. That's the theme for today. No say bro. Even Metallica did a song about it. Yes, they did. It's, that's how popular No Sad Bro is. All right, a um, couple of things. Uh, we have a number of guests on the show this morning, so I'm going to dive right into that. Excited that we have... Billy Zabka on the program. Yeah. He's great. That's right. Johnny from the Karate Kid and uh, also from... Greg uh, Tolan Greg, from uh, Just One, one of the Guys. guys. And from... Uh, Back to School. What was his name? Oh, my gosh. Hang on. Uh, you elitist fraternity scumbag. I just watched it Ch- the other is day. Is it Chaz or Chaz something or yeah. Chase? Yeah, I, Ch- Chaz might... Osborne. Chaz Osborne. Yes. yes. Boom. Three iconic douchebag roles. Name, name another... Character player where you can remember their character names. Yes, first and last yeah. names. Very hard. That's pretty character. pretty Chaz amazing. Osborne. Uh, so we uh, <laughs> we years ago we had Billy on. He was great. I can't wait to talk to him again because the first two seasons of Cobra Kai, which was a YouTube series, is now coming to Netflix. It hits today. This is great because I watched the the first two episodes on YouTube, but I I don't watch shows on YouTube. It's right. just not something that I do. Right. And to have it on Netflix is going to make it a lot more uh, for me accessible. And it's interesting because in the that in those episodes, they they turn it around. That maybe Daniel Russo was the dick, yeah. and that's which is very cool. So actually, Johnny is has been down on his luck, and actually shows signs of evolving. Uh-huh. And and Russo, as you said, becomes yeah, kind yeah. of the dick. Uh, so we'll talk to Billy Zabka around nine o'clock. We also have uh, comedian Rachel Feinstein on the show. She's a punchline Philly, and then we're also going to have from Seether. Sean Morgan on. Nice. And they have their eighth studio album available today. And uh, Seether has a huge fan base in Philadelphia. So we're looking forward to talking to him later on today. And our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon are stopping by. So we're going to have lots of turkey bacon to give away. Now, here's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do. I'm going to give something away, but then I'm going to save the big thing for a little bit later on. I have one last pair of tickets to see Jim Gaffigan live tomorrow night. Weather permitting. We hope it's going to hold out. We'll take caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR. Citizens Bank Park in the parking lot. Live-in drive-ins for you and three people. One car, basically, is what it is. So caller 22, we're going to set you up with that. Now, later on, probably in the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to have a chance for you to not only win tickets to Jim Gaffigan, but also a year supply of Hot Pockets. Mm. This is the perfect synergy between artist and the artist's subject matter. Correct. So... Mm -hmm. And the uh, the mechanism of which we are going to use, <laughs> I came up with. It's really dumb, uh, and I I just want to see how this goes. Perfect. You you yes. have said uh, that you know it's dumb. Yes, we do dumb well. We do. Yeah. We do. And and I'll be interested to see how you play along with this. Okay, so so we're gonna try a little bit later on. I'm, I'm nervous and excited all at the same time. <laughs> uh, I couldn't. You know what? You know what'll calm me down. Whippets. Whippets. Kathy's got them in her, in her fridge, I'll, I'll in her uh, sorority yeah. room. I can help you. Let me go to my door. Yeah. Take a break. I'll do some whippets. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to the entertainment report. <laughs> Stupid question, giveaways, all that stuff. Stay with us, man. It's Friday. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to give away a $50 Rita's gift card for the correct answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, Casey's idea to roll this one. So it has to do with this clip from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. 
This is a tasty burger. Now, according to Quentin Tarantino, where can you get that tasty burger? What uh, restaurant chain? Two two one five two six three WMMR. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. What restaurant chain? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. We'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting your answer. Waiting for your answer. Today is the twenty eighth day of August, and a guy we had on the show not too long ago celebrates his birthday. Scott Hamilton, the Olympic gold medal winning figure skater. Yeah, and uh, he is uh, celebrating his. 62nd birthday today. Nice Both guy. you and I come from the world of figure skating, and yes. uh, so we have a, a fondness for it. Uh, he was an inspiration to me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everything. Everything was Scott Hamilton for me. Actually, he's he's pretty damn amazing. He's a tiny little dude who can do backflips on skates. And we were talking to him, and he has a huge collection of rock memorabilia, specifically yeah. rock guitars. Yeah. So happy 62nd to Scott Hamilton. It's Jason Priestley's birthday oh. today. Uh... He and Megan Fox, right? They no, no you're, you're thinking uh, that's Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green, Green. Yes. another one. Nine oh two one zero, right? Jason Priestley, of course, was actually he was technically he and Shannon Doherty were the focal point of the original nine oh two one zero, right? So they moved to nine oh two one zero, and that's when it all began the magic. And right. he almost died, right? In a he car- did car crash. Car crash. Or, yeah, he's a big big racing fan. That's right. And he was doing um, meth. No, no, he was doing some documentary work. Yes, for a it's little, a, yes. The camera. In fact, one uh, uh, the um, bare naked bare naked ladies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Priestley is fifty one today. Uh, it's also David Soul's birthday today. Yes, Hutch, Starsky and Hutch. I still I like this theme song. It's I, I, I great. Loved it's the beginning to this show. I just watched a couple episodes. Oh yeah, it's horrible. I know, but in the best way. Yeah, you know. I mean, again, as we pointed out, you have the loudest car in the city. It's the most outlandishly painted car in the city, and they're undercover cops. Yep. So he turns uh, David Soul turns seventy-seven today. For me, his greatest achievement: uh, Salem's Lot, the miniseries. Outstanding. He's excellent in it. Yep, I agree. Uh, It's also Jack Black's birthday today. Tenacious D. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Song, song all about uh, Ronnie James Dio and how it was time for him to <laughs> give it up. Man. Right. Ours, uh, so Jack Black, <laughs> School Rock. I still I watch it's great. It. when it's yeah. on. I watch it. Oh, and. <laughs> I thought that was over. That was the that end was of the, the Stars. What a great punctuation yeah. to your statement. Yeah. Yeah. Then pressed it. Um, so uh, he turns fifty-one years old today. Man, has he got that big beard? Oh, oh no, God. he doesn't. He, he shaved does. it all. Did he shave it all? He shaved his whole head. Beard and what? all. Yeah. When yeah, did just, this happen? Mm, two, three days ago. He, He's got to look like intern Ben now. <laughs> he does. He did it all on the yeah. gram. As, As you, you could imagine. imagine. I follow him on Instagram, but I did not see that. Uh, oh, yeah. There's there's a video of him cutting his own hair. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's uh, he's starting anew, I guess. All right, happy 51st to Jack Black. Uh, Billy Boyd of Lord of the Rings fame uh, turns 52 today. He was here once. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, we've had three of the four hobbits in studio. And he was promoting a band who yeah. was playing in town at that time. He's like, apparently a solid musician. Honey, what was it? Was the Honey uh, Brothers? Honey no, 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 no. Honey Bees? So- Honey, the Honey one you guys are thinking of is Adrian Grenier from Entourage. Yeah. Uh, Honey Bees? Uh, Billy- there was something Bees, was right? Was it? Bees! Yeah, Bees! Yeah. 
I think it was the Lottie Dottie Dobbies. No, but Case, you're right. There was something that had to do with like like a uh, sticky bee bread or something like that. The Honey Brothers. Sticky honey bee brothers. bread. Yeah. It is the Honey Brothers. I think so. Wait a minute. Well, Nick is right about right. The, the the Adrian Gennier, but bee cake. Bee cake. Bees. You guys are good. All right. Yeah. Uh, Billy. Lottie Dottie Dottie. Oh, bee cake. Uh, Billy Boyd is uh, 52 today. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, uh, oh. who's been in a gazillion things, including playing Stifler's mom in the American Pie movie. She's so great in all the Christopher Guest movies. <laughs> I just watched all of them. My girlfriend had never seen any of them, so we watched <sighs> the, the four back to back to back. And and they man, they just are hilarious. Yeah, so well written. She is great. The and, you know Best in Show is my personal fave, but yep. God, she's just phenomenal. You never would have known that because when, when you, I know when she made the premiere of Stifler's mom, she was real real milfy looking because they got this actress, and you know this is what she's known for. Not knowing how her improvisational chops are so. <laughs> so point. There's only four? Uh, Mighty Wind, uh, Best in Show, uh, Waiting for Guffman, uh, and the uh, For Your for Consideration. Yeah. yeah. And so she turns 59 today. Uh, Daniel Stern. <laughs> That's him. In Home Alone. <laughs> uh, City Slickers movies. Uh, he goes all the way back to Diner and Breaking Away. Diner's great because he is he is his he has to uh, have a wife that is up to snuff on music, so he actually administers a music test to see if she knows all her stuff. <laughs> uh, and he turned sixty three today. Uh, Danny Seraphine, outstanding drummer from the band Chicago. That guy has played some really cool stuff in his tenure with the band. Uh, so he turns uh, seventy two years old today. Uh, it's also, okay, so Nick, this one's for you because you and I have, uh, 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 we share a love of Forrest Gump and we swap, um, you know, lines from the movie all the time. Gumpisms. And Steve, this as well. So Otis Burt Sonny Schroyer Jr., who you will know as Enos from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> yeah, movies. yeah. I did not know until this morning that he was in the movie Forrest Gump, and I immediately when I saw that credit, knew who he played, and I never put the two things Did he together. play Jenny? No, he did not play Jenny. <laughs> he played Bear Bryant, the coach of no Alabama. No Stupid son of a bitch alive, but he sure can't. He sure is fast. Oh my that god, was Enos? I had no idea. Unbelievable. Well, he, yeah, he certainly that was a perfect type to that go with. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Sure, the hell is. I <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, so he's uh 85 today. It also says he was in The Rainmaker. That was a good movie. Yes, it was. Uh, John Grisham, I'll have to go back and he also played Ben Hart. Uh, he was Ben Hart, yeah, in the original. Wow. Uh, yeah, what a range. Uh, he's 85 today. I'm going to have cherry race. Uh, Army Hammer uh, has a birthday as well. Uh, he was the Lone Ranger. Didn't do so well. Uh, Social Network. He was in. He's. Uh, what was that movie he did with uh, Timothy Chalafant? That was the. Um, they were Chalamet or Oliphant? Chalamet. Yeah, <laughs> you combine. Uh, they all combine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you did Chalamet and Oliphant into one Timothy. Which yeah. one? Which is Timothy uh, Chalamet? Call mm-hmm. me by your name. That's it. That's okay. it. Big Oscar movie. He's 34 today. And then the last birthday I saw is Leanne Rimes, ah. uh, the actress. Or, and sorry, homewrecker. Singer and actress. She, who is she a homewrecker for? Uh, Eddie uh, Sibrian, the actor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a crush on her for a while. So did I. Yeah, she looks great now. Super duper cute. She's uh, 38 today. And she was one of those, she was like a young, she was like, you know, 10 years old and yeah. a singing phenom. People Absolutely. were blown away by her. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Where can you get a tasty burger, please? Mm-hmm. 
This is a tasty burger. All right, let me go to uh, Mike. Yo, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, man. What's up? Yo, bud. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Where can you get a tasty burger in the world of Quentin Tarantino? You can get one at Big Kahuna Burger. You got it. Hang on a second. We'll get your information. $50 Rita's gift card. Summer is still on in full force at Rita's, and you can head to Rita's for all your favorite delicious frozen treats. It's the summer of yum at Rita's. I'm wearing a big Kahuna Burger t-shirt today. Casey was like, you should do a question about that. So I said, absolutely. And I think that chain is mentioned in a few of his movies. Have you ever been? Is there... I, is it real? There's I think one it in, is, yeah. And I think they've set them up a few. Like they, there was a Jackrabbit Slims for a little bit too, but um, they appear. It appears in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it first appeared in Reservoir Dogs. So mm-hmm. he's uh, Tarantino's had it show of a, in a few of his movies. Yeah, and I think there might be like a, a radio commercial that you hear for it in one of the, yeah. uh, the <laughs> movies, real quick. So yeah, it's just those little things that he Love likes it. to throw in his world, which is pretty cool. All right, speaking of Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so on. We're going to start with Brad Pitt here. Uh, Despite photographic evidence of their burgeoning romance nine months ago, Brad and German model Nicole uh, Podoralski have somewhat kept it under wraps. While Pitt has been linked to everyone from Sienna Miller to uh, Aaliyah Shaw- uh, Shawcat Shaw. and his ex-wife Jennifer Aniston in the years since his split from Angelina Jolie, nothing's been concrete or confirmed until apparently now. They were photographed leaving a private jet in France together. We reported on this yesterday and they followed a trail Led by Internet Sluice, the pair were photographed flirting, flirting at the Hollywood Bowl way back in 2019, a full nine months in the past. She was pitted, so pitted. Uh, Podoralski has left, left some hints, too, on, on social media, where she typically posts about modeling, her son em, uh, Emil, social issues like Black Lives Matter, child trafficking, and gun control. And there's also a post about her missing her love, which, if the timeline is correct, could be... Pit. Are you effing with me? She got pitted. <laughs> That's amazing. She also re- in an amazing. Uh, she dude, also you get the best barrels ever, dude. Uh, she also. <laughs> That's her talking to him. Uh, she also recently posted about loving Saturdays <laughs> as a time for self reflection, reading books, spending time with my better half. <laughs> uh, fans have clearly. <laughs> Cla- fans have clearly been freaking out. With some fans saying she resembles Aniston, and others saying she looks like Jolie, and still others uh, claiming she looks like both of them put together. That would be horrifying, wouldn't that? I mean, you like split down the middle, or just resemble? No, a mixture. Okay, the mixture, not split, not one side Jennifer and the other side Angelina. What are you? I wonder how Jennifer would look with Angelina's lips. That would be weird looking, probably. Oh, that's been done before. Has it? Yeah. Oh, where they they, they doctored yeah, like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she wrote. Anyone... I wonder what they would look like as a human centipede. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's asked him out. Yeah, asked him out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, anyhow, they might be a couple. It's looking like they may be. Uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model Olivia uh, model Olivia Culpo is opening up about her painful health battle, which she's kept secret until now. She I didn't know about it. On Instagram story, I've never publicly said this before, but I have endometriosis, uh. Uh, a.k.a. the most excruciatingly painful cramps and periods. Anyone else reading have this or have endo? No fun. Uh, it is a condition, by the way. 
that causes the tissue that normally grows inside the uterus to grow outside of it on the ovaries, fallopian tubes, or intestines, causing physical pain and issues with menstruation. I've seen commercials that talk about treatments for it and everything, but yes, it seems incredibly painful. She shared her sympathy with fans going through the same thing. Uh, writing, I can't believe that a lot of you also suffer from from uh, uh, endometriosis. It is not. It is so not fun. Very painful, she said. Yeah, I uh, I told you guys a story. I, I was um before I, I took this job, the summer of ninety seven. Oh yeah. Uh, I was uh, uh, basically uh, interviewing for door to door sales, and I was uh, spending, you had a female manager, right? Uh, yeah, I had a female manager, and I had was spending the afternoon with her, and she had gone through a major like bout attack. And I had to carry her like a baby to her car. She was doubled over. She was doubled over. I mean, and it came on real fast, right? Like we were, um, yeah, so I had to carry her to her car, drive her home, carry her into her house. It was pretty wild. I had, and I had never heard of it before. We never uh, revealed this on the air, but our first lunch with Bill West when we were talking about coming here, we had to carry him to the car because his, his fistula started opening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's a rough thing. So, All right, so Olivia Culpa, if you have it, she can commiserate. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter's lives changed overnight when their 1989 comedy Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure became a bigger hit than anyone expected. As they prepare to release the third iteration of this franchise, they sat down with people to discuss what has and hasn't changed. Just people in general or the magazine? The magazine. Okay. 55-year-old Winter said, I've I've been chased down the street by an entire frat house. <laughs> but the Bill and Ted notoriety comes coupled with so much joy from people when they recognize you. They're always happy. Uh, this time around, instead of playing uh, high school slackers, they play middle-aged dads struggling with their marriages and careers. Uh, 56-year-old Reeves said it was really fun doing Bill and Ted in couples therapy. So the original was on last night. I watched it, and I forgot. It's it's Clarence Clemens who's playing. It, yeah. Yeah. Who's the supreme, the supreme being. being or yeah. It is. I yeah. totally forgot that. That's right, when, when they flash forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Winter, who hasn't acted in 20 years, uh, told Entertainment Weekly that uh, he relied on his friendship with Keanu to make up for his professional gaps. Uh, he said, I told them in advance... I'm going to be really terrible if I was going right back and doing freaking King Lear or something. Freaking King Lear. Uh, <laughs> I am big pentameter. Then I would have been wetting my nappies. Uh, but I wasn't worried about that so much because of the chemistry we have. Our friendship has grown more. We've known each other for so long now, Keanu and I. Uh, the film drops in theaters today and on video demand. Uh, and Winter told Variety that ultimately during this dark time, he hopes that the lighthearted film will make people happy. He said, no, not even 20. And uh, f- for a lot of the last 10 years, uh, it didn't look like this movie was going to happen. We're really grateful that we got to make it. It took a lot of people, a lot of hands on deck to get it done. It's been a very challenging time to release a film. Hopefully, it'll put a smile on people's faces. It's the original, guys. I'm not going to steal your thunder, so you'll report on it later. Uh, yes. I know when we do our segment, but uh, you have reason to be happy, is all I'm going to say. There was a, uh, a screening of it last night at a drive-in in L.A., and uh-huh. Alex Winter showed up. And oh, so, cool. and there's people dressed up as Bill and Ted, and he got snapped a quick photo with them and put it up on his, his uh, Instagram account. You know, cool. watching the original last night, it's it, it just gets you. The, the guys are so incredibly likable, so so bereft of any knowledge of what's going on. Like things just happen to them, and yep. they go they go with the flow. I, you know, what still cracks me up is when uh, something cool happens, and they they <laughs> mime guitar playing, and they have Here. the effect going. <laughs> I, it's it was uh-huh. so goofy fun. Yeah. yeah, I love it. There are shots where George Carlin is just just looks at them like, "Oh my god, you freaking <laughs> oh morons!" My god. Yeah. 
Uh, the Bachelorette will drop on Tuesday, October 13th, ABC Revealed. Yeah! Claire Crawley and uh, Tasha Adams will be featured after Crawley fell for one of her contestants early on in the filming process, though Adams has not been formally named as the lead. I love you. Uh, Bachelor Nation, this is according to the uh, uh, ABC, they teased, saying, Bachelor Nation, the wait is finally over. Uh, Claire Crawley will finally embark on her journey to find true love. There it is again. My name is Mampy, and I'm happy to meet you. (laughs) I'm the new Bachelorette. The Bachelorette returns. I have a tiny little fridge in my office, and I do whippets. (laughs) (laughs) The Bachelorette returns for its sizzling 16th season on a new night. um, Are we going to see Claire Crowley? Depart the series I right so. at the beginning, and they do. Well, the- I don't know if it'd be right at the beginning or not, but because they filmed some of it already. Uh, so, anyhow, it continues by saying Claire had women across America cheering from their living rooms when she famously stood up to controversial bachelor Juan Pablo during the memorable eight memorable 18th season finale of The Bachelor. Claire left the season with a new sense of self-worth and determination to never settle for anything less than the unconditional love and respect that she deserved. That's what Casey was saying. The new poster also appears to be an homage to The Graduate, uh, the film with Dustin Hoffman in which he is seduced by an older woman played by Anne Bancroft. Crawley mm-hmm. is the oldest bachelorette in history. She's 71, right? 39. Oh. By oh. the way, 39 years old. So okay. I want to see that. October 13th is when it's taking place. October 13th. I, I, I just, are you going to do it? N- well, are I was... You, I, all right, so I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. I almost feel like it. there should be... I would love to be have a bet with somebody, and whoever loses the bet has to um, watch the entire season of The Bachelor and then like have to like vlog on it or something, like be totally invested in it. Right. right. So we can maybe do that. So yeah. so in other words, you right. have to pick who's going to be who's going to be picked as the as the loser of the yeah. bet who has to then watch it. It's almost like I feel like you know when you have somebody like a, you kidnap somebody and you get them hooked on smack. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. What's oh you're saying a generic bet? Yeah. Uh, so but but at stakes are yeah you you're you're you have to watch the you lose you got to watch Bachelor and okay. then vlog about it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me see. And you know what? They would probably end up becoming a huge fan. Yeah. What, oh, I love it in, so much. Once you get invested yes, in something, you, do. you would probably fall in love That's with it. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you kidnap somebody and then you get them hooked on smack, well, they're, you know, yep. they yep. might not want to do smack. No, but, but they not, have to because they have they're, to. they're physically attached, uh, you know, attached yeah, to it now. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are excited, but uh, pretty surprised baby number three is on the way. An insider tells people that the model and the musician never thought it would be possible for Chrissy to get pregnant naturally. Uh, so they were never overly cautious in their intimacy. So, Had a doctor advised them that they were not um, I, able I to? don't know what this source or where this source got their information. I My younger brother uh, had the same situation. His wife, they said, okay, this is not going to be in the cards for you. And Boom. lo and behold. Yes, yeah, yeah, family yeah. friend Steve um, forever tried. Yeah, were, yeah. were not able to. Uh, eventually they adopted, which was wonderful and, right. and great. A year later, they had a baby, a natural baby born, too. So, it's, you know, these things happen sometimes. It does, yeah. Halle Berry wants you to love yourself. <laughs> I just did last night. Ah, good. well, then you're, yeah. you're you're making Halle proud. That's great. The 54... 54- this, this one's for Halle. The f- <laughs> I poured a beer on the floor. <laughs> the 54-year-old shared a topless shot of herself with her 6.5 million Instagram followers. That's actually what I used to love myself. Writing, self-love is never selfish. 
Uh, this comes as she aims to represent herself in her split from ex Olivier Martinez, which none of us think is a good idea. But big she's mistake. Do that. Did you see the picture though of her? Yeah, it's fantastic. She looks tremendous. Yeah, she's in outstanding shape. Hey, uh, sad news. Scooby-Doo co-creator Joe Ruby passed away at the age of 87. Uh, The U.S. animator passed away of natural causes in Westlake Village, California on Wednesday. Joe and his partner Ken Spears were the brains behind the Scooby-Doo franchise, which featured the original series Scooby-Doo, Where Are You?, for Hanna Barbera Productions, I remember when that first premiered that series. It was, I mean, you you know, it was a dog. I I thought it was cute. Always liked the series, but it has become just a juggernaut with the movies and yeah. the uh, the CGI version of it now. I I listen. If it's not the original, I, I really can't get into it. Uh, what was the original theme song? Was it the Scooby Dooby Doo or was it the other one? It's uh, it's that one. Okay. Where Scooby Dooby Doo because the other one is Scooby Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Scooby. This is the original? This is the original, yes. Yep. And then they... Yeah. Yeah, and then this was... I don't know what season that this one uh, came out, but hey! I like this one better, yeah. Candlebox to this one. Uh, It first aired on CBS in 1969. Uh, Joe and Ken were also behind the creation of Dino Mutt, Dog Wonder, and Jabberjaw. I love Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw was a shark, right? My wife, Nick, despises Jabberjaw. Oh, really? For some... Listen, I was 12 when I, I loved Jabberjaw. So but it's I, so, I mean, it's so funny. If I bring it up to her, if we're out at a party, if we're ever together with my wife, yeah. just ask me to bring up Jabberjaw and watch her reaction. Jabberjaw had a great uh, theme song as well. It's Jabberjaw and the Neptunes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this, guy, this guy created him. Oh, uh, Joe was... Do you remember the ones where they were basically in a, a giant race, like a, basically a gumball rally? Yeah. Yes. 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 The... And there was like um, there was like cavemen in a car. And yeah. 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 That wasn't Speed Buggy, no. No, no, no. But you're right. There were a whole... All, well, it was all the Hanna-Barbera And they uh, raced characters. all the time? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't Or was agree. it just a one-off? I yeah. think it was always a race. There were a lot of Hanna-Barbera characters. I mean, like the... Tons. Grape all, Ape. All, yeah, Grape Ape was in there. And they all, all pretty much had the same plot and, and theme running throughout Magilla them. Gorilla was a... Yeah. Uh, was a... Uh, you know, this is like your local pet store that so sells this, gorillas. This guy worked for Hanna-Barbera, or he's his own guy, Preston? Uh, no, he worked for... He, the, the, here's his history. He was previously in the Navy during which he was a sonar operator on a destroyer during during, uh, the Korean War. Delivered uh, the bomb to Hiroshima. <laughs> uh, he later worked for Walt Disney Productions in the animated a- animation and editing departments before joining Hanna-Barbera Productions where okay. he met Ken. Uh, the pair later set up their own studio which was called Ruby Spears Productions in 1977 and then they went on to produce Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, the 1988 animated Superman series and remember this, the Police Academy oh animated series. I do yeah. remember that, among many others. Jeez, so he—they uh, cranked them out. They did. So Joe Ruby, uh, sad news, but he's one of the guys that created Scooby Doo Man, which is a—it's a juggernaut. It's still huge. Wacky races. Wacky, Wacky races. races. That was that. it. Well, now yeah. he's up in heaven with Casey Kasem. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. I thought this was kind of fun. Um, you ever wonder what happens to a character after a film's final credits roll? Like, whatever happened to, yes. you know, whomever the, the star of the, of the film is and, and King the, Kong. the character. So, Kate Hudson had some thoughts about what Andy Anderson is like 17 years after her turn as Andy and how to lose a guy in 10 Andy. days. 10 days wrapped. 
uh, Hudson, starred along Matthew McConaughey, of course, who played Annie's love interest, Ben Barry. Did you ever see the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. And she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Uh, she tells Elle of Andy living through quarantine. She said, I've always thought about what Matthew and I's characters would be now if we were still together. It's actually probably a good amount of time that has passed uh, to make a movie about it. Uh, we probably would have gotten married with kids and we're probably miserable right now. Uh, but she said, I think Andy Anderson is ambitious and she was wanting to go places and she was sort of stuck in this job. Hudson continues of her character uh, an advice columnist, uh, I guess so. And she said, I loved what we created with that movie, and she found love that would support her ambitions. Andy would probably be running something at this point. So that's what she thinks maybe happened to that character. Um, how about this? Maisie Williams. You love her. I do. She was so great in Game of Thrones. And Wasn't she one of doesn't she well, I don't want to give away much but she, she pulls up one of the critical yeah huge role in yes in the wrap up of that whole thing so Maisie sits down with Variety to discuss the premiere of her new film The New Mutants in the final chapter of the X-Men series and what she's been up to during the pandemic she says of her love of sweats during the mm-hmm. pandemic she says even now uh, that I started uh, leaving the house a bit more. I don't know that I'm ever going to wear jeans again. <laughs> She's happy in sweats. And of uh, theaters reopening, she said, I just hope that uh, people wear masks and that cinemas are clean. I know that there is quite an intense cleaning that happens in between films anyway, so I would hope that the extra precautions can be knitted and fairly easy uh, to the viewing schedule. I'll tell you something. I mean, they, they, they would maybe sweep the the rows and stuff like that. Now it's going to be cleaner than ever. If they yeah. follow this protocol, it'll be, it'll be even better. She said, but I just hope uh, people are safe and I don't. Uh, if people don't feel comfortable, comfortable, don't go watch it. If it's going to come out on DVD at some point and you can watch it then. I, I've seen a couple of clips and uh, I'm also excited to see uh, Anya Taylor-Joy yeah. in this. Uh, she was so cool when she was here. Loved her. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, and it, they're saying it, it, it get, enters the realm of... Um, X-Men and uh, in a sort of horror-type movie that yeah. has a psychological dark side to it, you know, and it, it, by origin has a dark side. It looks to, cool. I used to read the comics, so yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see how this uh, plays out. So, um, Also, Steve, uh, Netflix has given an eight-episode green light to a drama series inspired by Capcom's Resident Evil. Yes, uh, this could be person. awesome. Yeah, or it could suck. Uh, the <laughs> series will explore a new story across two timelines. Uh, in the first, fourteen-year-old sisters Jade and Billy Wesker move to a city that, with their father, who seems to harboring who who seems to be harboring dark secrets. Is that Raccoon City? Yes, it has it to be is? Raccoon yeah. City. In the second, a decade into the future, just fifteen million. It's right people next to Gerbiltown. Are left on <laughs> Earth with six billion monsters. Fifteen million people left on Earth with six billion monsters. <laughs> That sounds interesting. Yeah. Jade is struggling to survive, and her sister and father's memories haunt her. So far. I love that whole story, The, uh, the, the, the all the different characters. Um, and, and, you know, they carried it well over all the video games. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they kept evolving it. So, yeah, there's, there's a ton of material sitting there. Hey, one last thing. Uh, Arnold Spielberg, father of Steven Spielberg, passed away. He was 103 years old. 103 years old. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He died on uh, Tuesday of natural causes, his son's production company said. Uh, His children told The Hollywood Reporter that uh, their father taught them 
uh, to love to research, expand their mind, keep their feet on the ground, but reach for the stars and look up. So his mother is still alive, yes? Or did she pass? I don't know. I think she is. Uh, the director they, they, was... I know they were split. Yes. Uh, that was a big. That had a big effect on him. It did, yes. Uh, the director was with his father when he died and told him, you are our hearth, you are our George home. Lucas is better. Oh. <laughs> uh, the engineer is credited with a number of breakthroughs, including early guidance systems, computer circuit designs, wow. and the first business computer for GE. Uh, he also encouraged his son's filmmaking aspirations from the very beginning and gave Steven his first movie camera when he was 13 years old. Spielberg adored him. He had later helped finance and create special effects for Steven's first independent film called Firelight, which the teenager created for $500. Uh, it played in one movie theater for one night in Phoenix in 1964 and was a forerunner uh, to the 1977 film Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In fact, the filmmaker's interest in extraterrestrial life came from his father, who was a science fiction fan. And, you know, around that time when he made that film, uh, he was uh, a student of Jerry Lewis at USC. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Jerry Lewis taught uh, film classes at USC. So um, War of the Worlds has been on uh, HBO, and it's been running a lot. And, and HBO is kind of a go-to channel for me when I turn my TV on. The sequence where he's trying to flee from New York in the minivan. You always talk about this scene. You love this scene. It, it's, it's amazing. It's I mean, it's a masterpiece. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the car's going at an incredible clip. The camera's zooming. Is it's m- in the car. It's rotating out of the car. around. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's Murph wild. has talked about that uh, that particular scene before and how complex it is. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff. You so. know what shot I like? If we're going to speak about cool shots in Bohemian Rhapsody, there's a shot where the camera goes under the piano bench when he's when they're doing the Live Aid performance. Oh, really? Yeah, it goes, okay. it goes under the piano bench and comes up, and it's just a, a, a huh. like... How did they pull that off? It's amazing. I, I will have to look for that one next time. What's that thing that, uh, it, it's like a YouTube series where it shows you kind of like how they do that. Yeah. Oh, the corridor crew. Uh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, it's special effects artists who explain how, how things are done. Yeah, because there was one in particular where there was somebody running down a hallway into a mirror. What, it was the movie Contact. It's right. the beginning of the movie where she's running to to get her father's medication and then this switch happens where she's reaching in the medicine cabinet and I'm like, how... In the world, did they do that? And I asked Nick Murphy, and he started researching it, and he's like, dude, they cheated you. It was CGI. Yeah. Because I thought it was practical. It looks so good. I thought they did it practically, and I watched a video on how they did it, and sure enough, they had to CGI it, but... Do you it's know where they do a, t- a ton of practical effects, and it, and it is still pretty amazing? If you watch um, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Fr- the Francis Ford Coppola movie, they specifically wanted to use as many practical effects as possible, and they do some really cool things. <laughs> all right, so real quick, in uh, The Sixth Sense, when she leaves the kitchen, she comes back in, and all everything's like open again. Yeah. How did they do that one? Did they have like a thousand people run into the kitchen and open up all the cabinets and stuff? I don't know. You okay. Probably. Okay. Okay. Aren't your mind blown? In two girls and one, in two girls in a cup. <laughs> there's only one girl. No. Wow. Yeah. What? Only one girl. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna guess they probably had like either that six or was, people run in yeah. real quick. Or it was all up, mechanized. Open up the the cabinets, but I, yeah. I don't know. Well, last night, next <laughs> time we talk to him, uh, it's Friday, and yeah. that means movies are opening. So let's get. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, we do both. <laughs> to 
to be honest, I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, we missed we had, it, right? We had been doing the Universal one uh, yeah. for a while, so thank you for bringing that back. All right, uh, the only one I have to mention is one we spoke about earlier. Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and William Sadler, who we had on the show yesterday. Uh, the plot is the stakes are higher than ever for the time-traveling exploits of William Bill S. Preston Esquire and Theodore Ted Logan. Yet to fulfill their yet to fulfill their rock and roll destiny, the now middle-aged best friends set out on a new adventure when a visitor from the future warns them that only their song can save life as we know it. Uh, it's in theaters and streaming today. And so far, Rotten Tomatoes, a 79%. Yeah. Which for a comedy, that's, that's really high. Very good, yeah. So uh excited at the uh uh, the idea of this movie doing well. All right, uh, we'll also do clips. And after being delayed multiple times since April 2018, the New Mutants, as we were just speaking of, is officially here. And in this clip star, Charlie Heaton talks about how he feels knowing that the movie is finally out. Having had that distance and then getting to go see it, it felt really fresh when we got to watch it. So I'm just excited finally that people get to see what we made. I'm really proud of it. It's really justice to what the story always wanted to be. So it's just as exciting, really. What the hell are you talking about? Is he from Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he plays... Um, Jonathan, the older brother. Yeah, the older brother of, uh, well... Uh, Winona Ryder's oldest son. Yeah, Will Will and Jonathan, yeah. Okay. Here's the next clip. All right, we were just speaking about this one, too. Movie fans have been waiting for Bill and Ted. Face the music, and it completes the Bill and Ted saga 29 years after the film was last released. And here, Keanu Reeves discusses how Face the Music came to fruition. There had to be a reason to do it, and I think the writers came up with a really great story. And over the years, people would talk to me about are we going to do it again? Are we going to do it again? People's enthusiasm for the characters became part of the reason why to make it. And then the only reason to make it was if there was a good story to tell. That all came together. Yeah! It doesn't sound like Keanu Reeves. It doesn't, no. I don't think that sound like him. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted face, do third one. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music is available to watch on Video On Demand and in theaters today. So there you go. And that is uh, the rundown of everything for you. We have a lot happening on today's program. A number of guests. Billy Zabka will be on our show today. Johnny from the Karate Kid. Uh, Chaz Osborne from uh, Back to School. <laughs> yeah. And then Greg Toland. Greg Toland from yeah. Just One, One of the, the Guys. guys. Uh, he is uh, on to talk about Cobra Kai coming to Netflix today. and uh, You know, if you have a chance, you know, if you check on your phone or on your computer, look at the picture, you'll recognize the guy. Yeah, most definitely. So we'll talk to Billy Zabka. We have comedian uh, Rachel Feinstein joining us. And we also have uh, Sean Morgan, lead singer of Seether, yeah. on the program today. And their eighth studio album is coming out today. So that is available. So we'll talk to them. It's because he's a little tulip. There you go. Ah, yeah, there that's you go. him. That's him. That is Billy Zabka <laughs> right there. All right. So when we return, um, we're, we're going to try out. We have a contest. Today. We right. have your chance to win tickets to see Jim Gaffigan uh, tomorrow night at Citizens Bank Park for the Live and Drive Live Nation. And we have an entire year's supply of Hot Pockets to go along with it. So this is a grand prize. Yeah. Uh, That's a hell of a prize. So I'm going to make it work for it a little bit. All right. And we're going to have some fun with this in a contest that uh, I've never tried before, and we'll we'll see how it goes. We're going we're gonna to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. That and more on the way. Stay with us on this Friday morning. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Now, 93.3 WMMR. Now. Everything. That rocks. 
we're going to have your chance to win uh, tickets to see Jim Gaffigan tomorrow night. But not only that, a year's supply of Hot Pockets <laughs> come along with this. And uh, Hot Pockets, even if you're a fair to Midland, you're, everyone's a fan of Jim Gaffigan, Hot Pockets are awesome. Yeah. And uh, Jim has made a career out of talking about Hot Pockets. If, you, if you're not familiar <laughs> with the material, that's why we're giving this away. All right, so here's the deal. I'm going to do a very dumb contest, and we're going to see how this goes. And don't call yet because I have a question that I'm going to ask. And we're going to take a handful of calls now. We'll continue to do it through the morning if we don't get an answer right away. And if it takes some time, I will pass along a clue that should... By hook or crook, you're going to make sure someone wins this. Somebody's going to win Okay, so on a 1 to 10 dumb scale, what are you giving this? Uh, It's like a... 10 being the dumbest? Yeah, yeah. It's like a (laughs) 9. Yeah. Wow. So this is going to be... I, I Without... With lack of creativity, I'm calling this Reed Preston's Mind. Oh. It's Reed Preston's Mind to win Gaffigan tickets and Hot Pockets. I have... Unlocked the mystery of Preston's Mind. In my head, an answer to this question, and you must unlock it. You must define the answer. And tell me what it is. So the question... I told you not to call. People are Don't already... Call. Why aren't you listening to Preston? Here's the question. Answer it. It's the answer that's in my head. In his head. Here's the question. Here's the question. <laughs> what time is it? Oh. 215-263-WMMR. What time is it? If you can answer that question correctly, what's in my head, you win the tickets for Jim Gaffigan tomorrow night, Citizens Bank Park, live and driving, and a year's supply of Hot, hot Pockets. Pocket. All right. What time is it? 215-263-WMMR. Marissa, give me five callers. All right. We'll do five callers. And while we're waiting for those calls to come in, I will remind you we have a new Daily Rush video for you to check out. And it is The God of Hellfire Escapes Prison. (laughs) It's quick, but I I totally forgot about it. It was fun. Arthur Brown broke out of prison, but not that Arthur Brown. (laughs) Uh, you can watch it now at com. sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. You know what? I, the, the Arthur Brown bit we did the one time, and, and they're always just off the cuff, uh, is when you, when you go, you, I am the god of hellfire, and my name is Arthur Brown. <laughs> I am the god of hellfire, and my name is Arthur Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Because Arthur Brown does not sound like a god no, of hellfire no, name. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. And there was also another one that had to do with the big voice. Yeah. It, it, and um, it was when we were talking about the guy who did the voiceover for Number of the Beast for uh, um, Iron Maiden. In the beginning, you know, low to, you know, whoa to do <laughs> right. And you were doing the voiceover. <laughs> is that it? Is that what you're looking for? Is that okay? Was that good? Yeah, yes. him in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creature of the night crawling from the bow. Is that good? Do you like that? Woe to you, O Earth For the devil sends the beast with wrath. Was that good? <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah. Let him who hath understanding reckon okay. the number of the beast. The number of the beast. Six plus six is twelve. <laughs> six plus seven is thirteen. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Shall we try this out? Yeah. Yes. Right. Read Preston's mind. Preston's mind. And let's see if you know the answer to this. I'm going to go five callers. What time is it? 
I'm going to go to Steve. Hey, Steve, good morning. Uh, you there, Steve? Hello? Yeah. It's, it's Dave. Oh, all right, all right. Cool. It's Dibbit? All right, Dave. <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave, what time is it? Uh, is it 69 o'clock? No, it's not <laughs> 69 o'clock. That's a man who's thinking, yeah, though. I like, I like the way I, you think. Yes, well yep. played, sir. <laughs> Let me go to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hi, Jackie. All right, read my Hi. mind. What time is it? Uh, 7.20? No, incorrect. Sorry. She's trying. She's going to throw more, more obvious. Let me go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Mike, what time is it? 3.11. No, it is not 311. I'm sorry. Uh, two more calls. I will go to Ron. Hey, Ron. Hey. Hey, Ron. Four, 420. 420. Nope. Sorry. You see where they're going, though. Incorrect. And then I will go to Jennifer. Our last call for now. Jennifer? Hello. Hi. What time is it, Jennifer? It's 5 o'clock somewhere. No. no. Damn, these are all They're new, very all good. Very good guesses. Yeah. Very good guesses. Okay, so. Very good guesses. We'll take another run at it in the in the next segment. So. But write those down. I am the god of hellfire. <laughs> yeah. And I bring you time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so right. write those down yeah, if yeah. you're listening because right. those are, we, we don't want you to, have to repeat uh, any of them. Are we doing that again this break or? No, uh, let's okay. do it in the next break. We'll do right. it uh, before we get into the bizarre file. Okay. So that's coming up. The uh, bizarre file. Imagine if Arthur Brown was like the announcer on Password. All contestants with a case of turtle wax. I'd watch. Sure. I mean, come on. Uh, There was a Reddit thread, and uh, sometimes they're stupid and sometimes they're pretty good. Uh, Let's see what you think. Which one is this? About this one. Well, they asked the question, what is so frequently touted as underrated that it has now crossed over to being overrated. Oh, I, I, I think I know where they're going with this. Sometimes okay. things are culty and kitschy, and so many people jump on it yes. that it then becomes annoying. Yeah, or like, like, too, like too much. Yeah, exactly. Like a phrase like, jump the shark, for example. Like, jump the shark. Yeah. Or one that annoyed me pretty quickly was just saying. And that's just a phrase, but okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, no, they're, these these examples aren't necessarily phrases. There's okay. one in here, but um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, please. Okay, so, and, and let's see if, and, and by the way, contribute to this if you like, 215-263-WMMR. What is so frequently touted is underrated that it is now crossed over to being overrated. Um, one of these examples is local craft beer. Yeah, um, all right. I mean, I, I think it's still really good, and you can find great beers, Um but but the whole movement was I don't well I'm conflicted I, on it because I, I love it I, I think local craft beer is great for the beer industry. Can sure. I expand on I think what you're what you're saying is that is that the um, simply because it's local beer doesn't necessarily make it great. Nailed it. But there are great local craft beers. Exactly. But they're, but they're not they're not talking about the quality of the beer. They're talking about the people like going the movement. Yeah, going out to to try this local right. craft beer to support the local business has now become overrated because everyone's doing it. Let me go to a non-biased opinion from uh, <laughs> Marissa here real quick. Oh, you mean uh local breweries in Chester? Yeah. yeah that's one. That your boyfriend owns? Yes. Um, no. Uh, no, I think it means like there used to be uh releases like Pliny the Elder that you could only get at one brewery in like once a year for one week and people would stand in line and wait for it. Um, but that stuff has just become more accessible. And I feel like breweries have turned into like local pubs. See, now that is the very definition overrated to me. <laughs> what? People what? would go to this one location for this one mm-hmm. thing to stand in line for hours. And, dude, it ain't that good. Come on, man. Is there anything, though, that you would think, now, there's, there's probably... St- 
When was the last time you went out of your way or stood in line for anything? Nothing is worth waiting in line a couple of hours for, <laughs> in my humble opinion. I, it, at, I'm at not disagreeing. Where I am in life yeah, now. Uh, yeah, it, right. Now, there was a time. Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I would wait in line for, you know, uh, hours for Four and a half you hours slept, to see Batman when you, it came out. You slept overnight to get concert tickets. Absolutely. I've, I've stood in line for roller coasters for over two hours. Yeah. Won't do that anymore. Yeah. No, right. no. definitely not. Well, I have. Even fast pass. Even with fast pass. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. You get right up front. Or just start sneezing and the line will clear up. But <laughs> well, Marissa, now. yeah, so it, it's more of an event. We're, we're here. We're doing this thing as opposed to, wow, that was worth waiting four hours for this beer. It's life-changing. Well, and it used to only be available at that one bar, but then suddenly as the years progressed and those breweries got bigger, it was available at six bars well, in one city. And all right. So in 1997, go. I got into the craft beer scene all right so i i was in on it uh i think i feel like on the ground floor at that time in this area in like delco or whatever there was john harvard's which doesn't exist anymore iron hill wasn't even in delco at this point it was only in delaware and westchester and then like you had like dogfish head right. and then and that was it and now i mean you you can't oh yeah you, you know they're all over the place they're all but over they're, the but place we we do and we do have a phenomenal amount of stellar oh, yeah uh locations but i think in general though just the assumption that because it is it's a great product we just happen to benefit from a lot of places that generate great product i was at a, a get together recently and and people brought beer and and uh so i'm drinking a you know a like a um like a Corona or something like that. And they're like, you sure you don't want one of these? I'm like, I'm a boring beer person. Trust no, thank me, you. don't. Yeah, but come on. These I'm, I'm like, stop. Yeah. Stop, stop it now. I like stop. it. Stop now. Stop. This yeah. beer I'm drinking, I'm fine with uh, it. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Are you drinking beer again, Preston? I've never stopped drinking beer. Oh, I thought you said a few weeks right ago. Now. I'm drinking beer right <laughs> now. <laughs> it's in my coffee cup. I thought you said a few weeks ago that you cut back on alcohol to uh, to get yourself back on track. Uh, well, yeah, no, Bad during day. the week drinking, but uh, no, I mean, honestly, I'm there's, there's drinker. with the family drinking and then there's alone in the basement drinking. Right. 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 Um, yes, there is. I have a four pack for By you. By the way, it tastes like Pacifica. Okay. Marissa's boyfriend's, uh, oh, thank you. Uh, the it, it, It's amazing. Oh, I, there was a whole, now I don't drink, you know, but I, I got a whole selection of sampler. And we had company over, and they freaked out. It's top quality stuff, so it does support this notion. By the way, what does that name mean, the Larimer? Uh, the short story is, uh, it's actually named after a person named General Larimer, and he's from Pennsylvania, and he forged... He invented the butt plug. He... Oh! Yes, oh, my God. God bless him. Gave me the punchline. No, um, he actually founded the city of uh, Denver. Oh! So, it was like during the gold rush, he went westward. Okay. Matt started out in Denver, right? Yes, so he's from yeah. Pennsylvania, started the brewery in Denver. He thought he was in Pennsylvania. And came back. There's okay. a, uh, a Larimer County in Colorado. Exactly. Yeah. If you go to Denver, okay. there's Larimer Street, Larimer Square. He's like yeah. the Billy Penn of Denver. Boom. Okay, there you go. Did not know that. All right, uh, I'm going to go to some calls here in just a minute. Um, hmm. What was so frequently touted as underrated is now crossed over to being overrated. Uh, this is The Office, the U.S. version. Oh, man, so my, my daughter was a huge Office fan, basically watched every single season in a matter of, like, weeks. And now she hates it. Well, she's over it now. Yeah. Now she's on to the new girl. But, oh, the new girl is great. So, mm-hmm. But so, again, would, mm-hmm. she now, would she now be in that realm that, Okay, I'm 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 over this. So uh, now too, too much. That's where she's at now. Okay, yeah. all right. That's it. Okay. Not, not me though. A lot of people flood. I still. It's a great series, but it's like, you know, it would be. I'm over it. Or okay, I'll say it. I uh, Led Zeppelin for me. I. It's a you know. I, I'm. I 
over overrated to okay. me a little bit okay. because I got gotcha. you. I think they're great. I completely appreciate it, but I'm like, it's almost it's almost too revered for my liking. We had not that long ago. I forgot Nick what we were talking about. Uh, I mentioned the Beatles, and like a text came up said overrated band. I was like, uh, wow, yeah. man, that's a bold statement. Yeah. I think history has proven otherwise, but. You have your own opinion, yes. and that's totally cool. And when people share those opinions <clears throat> of how great the Beatles are, maybe that that in and of itself gets gets old, right? right. So, you, but oh, let me finish sorry, what yeah, I'm sorry. saying real quick. Um, the, the thing that I was going to say about The Office is what, for me, is overrated is people telling me how great the original Office is because I that's so, overrated. Yeah, I, because I, it's it's sure. not. I'm sorry there there are language differences yeah. Yeah. that elude me. There it is obviously brilliant. Ricky Gervais is brilliant. Yep, but this version is more attuned to a, a domestic sensibility. I agree a thousand percent. All right, so you can say something is overrated, but still like it, right? Right? Yeah, well, that's like, like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I, I think I, I, at this point in my life, after all the, the, the wealth of music that's out there, yeah. I, I think the adulation, you know, put upon it yeah. is not commensurate with where they really are, because, I, for me at least. Yeah, because I, I have, uh, you know, and I think this is a very, uh, uh, this is my opinion, but I still like these two things, okay? But I, I do think they're overrated. Bacon is overrated. And perfume. And no, that's underrated. Bacon is overrated. Foo Fighters are overrated. Wow. But I like them both. Okay. Whoa. So so this is, let, let me steer us back in a little bit. Yeah, and, I, and I do like this. I, I do like the fact we're just talking about things that are overrated. But the question is, what was touted as underrated? Right. So frequently. All right, all right let's get back on track. Now yeah. it has crossed into being overrated. So so for the longest time, people might have gone, dude, The Office, that show is underrated. It's way better than people. So that's a perfect days. example then. And then it took, then and then popular. eventually, G- give us some it more. took on a life of yeah. its own. So we can get back on track. Uh, K-pop. Uh-oh. So yeah. for the longest time, yeah. I would imagine there were fans going, you got to hear this. This, yeah. is, this is great. This is good stuff. This is totally underrated. And then it... BTS. But now it's taken <laughs> off. And Jungkook. It's over. I He's think my when, you, when you get to the point where someone's like, they're so underrated, and you're like, oh, okay, enough with this. I've heard that already. You know what I mean? Then that's when it reaches the point where it's overrated. Do you know, it's, it's so, there's the one song that I really like, but I'll tell you what I really like is all girl band uh, K-pop. That's a whole nother level. Is that still called K-pop? I don't care what it's called. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's K-pop, but it's yeah. I don't. I don't understand the definition of K-pop. Is Korean it just pop. Korean pop? Korean pop. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. would involve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would imagine uh, female groups yeah. as well. Uh, okay, let me go to some. Uh, let me go to some calls. I have Alice on the line. Hey, Alice. Hi guys, how you doing? Good. All right, Alice. What was touted as underrated so often it is now crossed into being overrated. Axe throwing. Axe yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, listen, I've, I've, go, I've done it. I enjoy it. I'm actually pretty decent at it. Is it because uh, it, it, it was a, it's a new thing that not a lot of people know about and that, as it turns out, it actually is either fun or tasty or funny? No, it's because to, everyone's done it now at this point. It's not underrated. Well, yeah. and, and here's my experience with that. I, I went and did it, and yeah. it was cool, and I was good at it too, Casey. And, and I'm like, all right, I've done it. I've done it. That's yep. it. I don't need to go back. I'm, it, it had. I yeah. didn't catch the bug. I'm like, I don't want to go back and do you it again. You don't want to start a league? buy your own axes and, and yeah. join a league? Yeah. Not like the indoor skydiving, which is where <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah. this is for me. This is my thing now. I'm doing <laughs> this. I have found my sport. <laughs> you and I purchased a flight suit. I did. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in my closet. 
You, uh, Preston, you and my girlfriend have something in common in, in that it, when you get into a hobby, you really get into the hobby. And, and I don't, I am jealous of that because you get really good at what you do. Um, but then eventually that fades away. And another example, I think for you is escape rooms. You and your family really, really got into it. You got really good at it. And then eventually you'll probably find something else. All right. Is that something that's underrated that is now crossed into overrated escape rooms for, for you guys? No, it's still, okay. to me, it's Thanks, still, cause I have not been able to dabble as much as have you. And I, I'm still fascinated so, with the concept. So when you do one, it's still pretty novel to you? It, y- y- yes. Okay. Yeah. And so to me, it it, it hasn't uh, broached that transformation. Right. I got gotcha. you. By the way, Nick, speaking of yes, when I, when I do find something I like, not not only do I, I over-focus on it, I spend way too much money on it yeah. as well. Because I started to, when I, when I started doing these, uh, the drum video thing, I, I started buying equipment like crazy. Rochelle, from it was uh, you know Father's Day or something. She bought me a ridiculous amount of stuff for the the video equipment, and but I'm for like, the time. I'm like, oh my god! I hope. I, well, now I'm now I'm <laughs> now I, I'm, I I'm obligated. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Too much money has been spent. How's your wingsuit, Press? <laughs> Dude, ever since I injured my shoulder, I know I can't do it anymore. Man, um, but I'm hopefully going to get that fixed. And I, I would go back and start Listen, doing that again. There's, right. there's nothing wrong with embracing a hobby. And it, as Dr. Mike points out, you're not purchasing heroin. You're doing something that's actually fun, that's good right. for you. Now, is oh, that's a... Is heroin overrated? Yes. <laughs> big time. Big time overrated. Yeah. overrated. Yeah. There was just this big buzz, and now it's so passe. All right, things that were considered underrated for so long that they now have become overrated. I'm going to go to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi, Jackie. So what do you want to add to this list? Okay, paint and sip, where you go paint mm. things on canvas and drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a trendy thing. It's expensive. Yeah, and then now, how many canvases can you have? <laughs> yeah, seriously. How, what are you going to do with all of them? That's, that yeah, is that's the, the thing you get thing, a lot like, of them. Axe throwing. You've, you've done it. So it's now it's overrated because you've done it. You're over it. And mm-hmm. that's it. Let me ask you, is there an equivalent of axe and sip? Do they encourage drinking at the axe throwing oh, place? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, you can yeah. drink there. There's right. one at a, uh, um, a microbrewery, a local craft brewery down yeah. in Delaware, and it's a blast. And you can bring your own beer. A, you can... a lot of them will bring your own yeah. right. as well. But okay. what I would like to see is you combine the painting with the uh, axe. and drinking an axe throwing together. So you paint, paint this it? wonderful thing, you get oh, drunk, yeah. you hang it up on the wall, and then you throw axes exactly. at it. Exactly. That's an idea. You, gotta get you don't have to take one. the canvas home with you anymore. Axe your axe. Axe your axe! There you go. I love it. Take but, a picture l- of, a, of a former uh, flame. <gasps> we We do have nice... Like uh, decorations in our house as a result of board and brush, it just is expensive. That's the thing. Like you know, if you could get somebody to invest, she's in talking a... about the painting though. That's different. Uh, what about butt to mouth? Well, she was saying <laughs> all of that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, the board and brush. The what is that called? Uh, painting Kat? with a twist. Painting board. with a twist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm writing down. So these are things that that can be more on a uh, on a on a personal level. I think as well. You know, because like, again, I haven't done as much. In the way of the escape rooms, as have as has pressed about to uh, ask me anything. I, I like the that. Name of the company uh, as the name of the company. Yeah, the axe yeah, throwing where you can drink and uh, and then throw it at your at your axe. I like it. All right, I like it. All right, hang on. Let me go to uh, Maureen. Hey, Maureen. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, oh we're losing. You. Oh, we're losing you, Maureen. What do you want to add to this list? Underrated now, overrated. The Tiger King. The Tiger King. Uh, that came on as a sensation right away. It, it sort of was never underrated, I think. It, 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 if it was, it was just briefly, and then it just exploded. Right. And then here, here's my, my take on, uh, for my personal opinion on, on Tiger King. 
I was all in at the beginning. I was fascinated yeah. by it. We watched it in, you know, a weekend, and I even dressed up and made a video mm-hmm. and did all this stuff. And now, I don't think I could bring myself to go watch it again, again to be honest. Yeah, it once was enough. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, th- th- these are actually two topics here. Okay. That, that mm-hmm. things that get burned out because, um, you know, and we, we know people in our lives, Preston, who are like, you, you, they, they just keep telling you something so much. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, now I hate it. Uh-huh. I, have, I have not even experienced it, and I hate it. All right. Let me go to, uh, this makes a little bit more sense. I'll go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. What's going on? Yo, good buddy. Rock. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So what was underrated for so long, now it has become overrated. Jeeps. Jeeps is what he said. Uh, I, I oh, really, I thought you said Jeeps. I've Jeeps all my life. I've always driven a Jeep. Uh-huh. Because it's a Jeep. Now everybody has a Jeep because it's a Jeep. And it's so, just, so I, I, Brian, I we we ju- we just bought a Jeep. We we were late to the party. We bought it last year. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But here's the thing: I notice. So, if you drive a Jeep, you wave to other Jeep drivers. Right. You were waving I I, constantly. I, I rode my motorcycle for years, and I stopped doing that because everybody started riding motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. True. And, so, and Jeeps are the same way. You're, I don't wave you're waving constantly. You don't wave. No, I don't wave to anybody. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> well, it could be worse. Chuck will. Chuck is uh, down the hall. He's a Jeep guy, and he waves to people even when he's not in his Jeep, like because he's a Jeep owner. <laughs> yeah, so he'll wave to other Jeeps. That just confuses people. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, they just think he's lonely. Uh, so so hang on, Brian. So too many people have jumped on the bandwagon, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. Yep, too many people drive Jeeps just because of the fact that it is a Jeep and because it looks cool. That speak you know, that I, speaks. I drove I drove Jeeps because they're cool. Yeah, Brian, that speaks to the thing about you found something; it's sort of your thing, and then it gets adopted by so many people that right. you. Yeah. I, I got to let it go now. I'm moving on to something else. Well, you look at them as posers. I think, yeah, probably, Brian, right? I guess we lost them. Uh, listen, I'll tell you what, though. My God, are they fun to drive? Yeah, I, my wife. For like two years, it's like, I want to get a Jeep. I eh, don't need a Jeep. We have this, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Fine, fine. Okay, let's get a Jeep. We'll get it. I try to take it from her all the time. <laughs> really? It is so much fun to drive. I had no idea. Are no you, idea. Would you get a companion Jeep? I thought about it. Yeah. She's like, why do you want to do that? We already have a Jeep. Yeah. So They're too loud, I think. Uh, I, when I you lo- go out and ask her that question when she's sitting in the in the hedges with the binoculars <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting for, for the to cheese get cheese. <laughs> Uh, soft tops uh, on a highway is just, and if you're going to be on a highway for a long time, it's just too loud. I agree. Have uh, you owned a Jeep case? Yeah, yeah. And I you was, didn't like I, it? I was, no, they, like they're fun. I just wouldn't want it as my everyday car that I would have to drive for. You know, if I was going down the shore. When if did I, you own a Jeep? When I was in high school. Oh, uh, no, I, had, I, had a red I never Jeep. knew that. Yeah, red Jeep. Dude, awesome. Yeah. This is a good distinction Two-door. that uh, that somebody texted in. Uh, there's a difference between overrated and cliche. And I think Jeeps have become sort of cliche, where okay. a lot of people have them overrated. You, they can still be great; they can yes. still be fun, you know. And, but but if they're everywhere, they've become a bit cliche. Well, I think overrated implies it. It it does the the uh, the talk on it does not substi- is is not accurate. Yeah. So when something's over, it's not as good as we're being told it is. Right, which is why I don't I don't think Tiger King was overrated because I no. think Tiger King was great and really right. entertaining. It just got there was just um, it was I, everywhere. I think pa- passe or Overexposed. Overexposed, yeah. Saturation. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Let me go to Jeff. This is interesting. Jeff, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Jeff. What was underrated now, overrated, in your opinion? So, yes. Yeah, so I don't know if I want to say the brand name, but there's a certain uh, local water ice company that has uh, free water ice on the first day of spring. And I right. remember doing that in college. 
and I'd stand in line for like an hour and a half, and then you get up to the front, and you, they give you like a Dixie cup of mango, and you're like, <laughs> okay, that wasn't worth it. Well, yeah, when, yeah. when the next day, you can go and buy it and not have to wait in that four-hour-long line. Exactly, but. yeah. Preston, when you were talking about waiting in line for roller coasters for two and a half hours, I was like, oh, my God, that. So that's, that was my first thought. All right. No, I, I can – listen, Thanks, I, and, I, and I love I love their, their – I happen to really, really, really adore their, their uh, custard. Yeah. And that, for me, is the money shot. But I think he's saying the waiting in line on and the yeah, press that, day that thing. Hey, I got to go do that. You, you can mm-hmm. wait a day. Yeah, but, and but, go buy it. But if you, and, and, and support the company. <laughs> and give money to the company. And the company's exactly. very charitable. Right. <laughs> so, so knock it off. And you can go by there any time. And, and it, you know, you drive, when I drive past it, if I see any sort of line, I'm like, ah, not today. I guess it's going to be tomorrow. You know? And mm. so I, don't, I just don't like waiting in any line. I'm going to go to Shane. Hi, Shane. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock! Thanks, man. All right, something that's been that was underrated for the longest time, and now it's been underrated for a while. Now it's considered overrated. What do you think? I think it's Nutella. It's always kind of like been around, but uh, for whatever reason, like all of a sudden, it just pops. Yeah, the love has never left me. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, uh, uh, Shane, the, the Nutella is still tops. But I can see it was you couldn't elude Nutella for a while. And I could see where, at a certain point, people said enough. Do you, you don't like the taste of it? I, I like the taste of it. I just think it became like all of a sudden it just was like the new Reese's peanut butter or something. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. on yep. menus at restaurants for desserts and things yeah. like that where you never used to I see agree. that before. All right, can I add one in Please. this vein? Uh, yeah. Sriracha. Sriracha. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You can't escape it. it. It's been around forever. Yeah. Uh, and it was always just something that some people liked. Right. And all of a sudden, it took off and it became the thing. All right, I got one. And I think it's a little overrated. Avocado. Ooh. Oh. Disagree. Yeah, I, I love yeah, hard, avocado. Hard I'm just, I, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, I got you. I, you know what? I, I, I can never buy actual, like, uh, ripe avocados. <laughs> like, I just Legally? don't. I, a, no, I don't know how to. There's a, there's a window. So usually, <laughs> yeah. usually they're a tad bit firm yeah. when you get them at the grocery store. And you got about two days. And oh, if you yeah. <laughs> if you miss that window, did you see me squeezing when I said <laughs> yeah. firm? Uh, if, because you do have to squeeze them a little bit. And if you miss that window, yeah. you might forget that you bought those avocados. And then they're, and then they're, and then they're you know, mushy. and yeah. It's an incredibly no small mushy. window. No mushy. And yeah. I, can't, I yeah. can't stand mushy. What is it's your like go- bananas when you buy bananas. Oh, yeah. And you, you're, you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And the, you walk into the kitchen and, and you have plantains all of a sudden. Dude, I, ha- <laughs> I just bought like five green bananas, Steve. And it was all. And I bought them on two. Tuesday, they're already like brownish. Brownish. Bananas ripen very, very quickly. (sighs) Usually, if you buy green bananas one day, the the next day they're they're ready to go. What um what is your go to hot sauce if you have one? Uh, I'm not really a hot sauce guy. I mean, um, I'll add one or two drops of maybe you know like Frank's Red Hot or or um, uh, Tabasco. Frank's is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm not a hot sauce guy. Uh, by the way, a lot of people are texting this in, Preston. Yeah, let me go to this okay. call. I'll, I'll go to Charlie. Hey, Charlie, good morning. Delco. My <laughs> man. What's going on, Casey boy? <laughs> yeah, we know. Yo, what's up, guys? All right, so uh, what was underrated now? Definitely overrated. Pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. I still like it. Yeah, I still there. There are certain things I, I you know, um, a pumpkin spice latte is, is still pretty damn good. But I <laughs> it, but you're right, Charlie. And you knew when it had taken the turn when they started releasing all that stuff mid-August because it's too, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just too it's too much. 
crazy, crazy amount of <laughs> stuff. Thanks, yeah. Charlie. You know what? I, I yeah. think Preston Gina has. Uh, I, I can see this as well. All right, I'll go to Gina. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Gina. Are you there? Gina. Tina. Hey. Hey. You're on the air. Do do feces, guys. Do do feces. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, what was once underrated now overrated? Cell phone releases. Good uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it used to be super huge, and then and then even the companies like Apple and and the you know, the Android makers realized that people are holding on to their phones because they're 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 fine, they're good. So to yeah. make a big thing, just release them, and and if people want to get them, they get them. It's yeah. it's making the, the the super huge thing is just too much. The the markets were flooded with phones. Yep, I agree. Thanks, Gina. Um, all right. We- we only have time for a couple more, but we only have a lot of really good ones coming up here. Uh, I will go to uh, Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. Matt, oh, I'm oh. sorry. Let, let's try it again. Matt, you're on the air. Go ahead. What's up, guys? Hey, bud. The, uh, la- the last call wasn't Gina. It was Gina. 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 Of course, Gina. <laughs> Pronounce that correctly. All right, what do you think? <laughs> Underrated for a while, and now it's overrated. Cornhole. Oh. Cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. It ended agree. up everywhere. Yeah. 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 And and so again, that's a, that's an example of <laughs> oversaturation too. Like I, I still have fun if I'm at a party and somebody busts it out or whatever or at a tailgate, but like when it's at everything, do you know the cornhole? You're tired of it. Cornhole for me appeared to be something and I don't know if this is accurate, but regional. Thanks, Pat. New York, I don't ever recall like out at events, seeing a lot of cornhole being played okay. yeah. down here yeah. is like all over the place. Do you yeah. think people get upset because now more people are playing, and maybe you were good at it before, and now you can't compete because everybody else maybe. is playing? Yeah, there's. I don't know. There's like ownership on things like that too. Like uh, we invented beer pong. Well, no, you didn't. It was in every fraternity in the country. But like some people think that they did. Right. Do you guys ever hear of uh, Polish horseshoes? Uh-uh. No, yeah, okay. it's uh, it's billiards. It's no, it's kielbasa. <laughs> so I don't. Here's the deal, because I have it, and it's a beach game, and you play it with a, with a frisbee and a pole, and a, and, a, and you put a bottle on top of the pole. I don't know if it's called Polish horseshoes because of Poland, or if it's called Polish horseshoes because a it's horseshoe. on a pole. Oh, that's an interesting pole. Pole ish. Several different names. Case. It's also known as Spanish Spanish horseshoes, frisbeener, French darts, and beersby. That's probably still underrated. What, what, what when no one knows about it. Yeah, when no one knows about it, it's still yeah. underrated. <laughs> and it's awesome. So what you do is you, you put a – my Polish horseshoes came comes with a bottle, right? And so you can do regular bottles. But anyway, it comes with a bottle that won't break or, or nick or anything like that. So you put the bottle on top of the pole, and you put the two poles uh, 20 feet apart from each other, and you throw a Frisbee at the pole. If you hit the uh, pole with the Frisbee, that's a point. Uh, if the bottle falls off, that's another point. Uh, but if the team catches the frisbee um, before it hits the ground, before it hits the ground, th- then that takes a point off of the scoreboard. And if, if they catch the bottle, that takes a point off the scoreboard. So you can only score points offensively. You can't catch it defensively. All you can do defensively is basically uh, mitigate the the points. Scored We're watching by it played here in things. a video, and it looks incredibly boring. No, it's <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Believe me. I used to like games like this. I don't. I don't anymore. I, no. Yeah, I used to like uh, what we call washers, which I guess is was yeah. it quoits oh, yeah. or quoits? Yeah. Quoits. It's it. We used yeah, to play quoits. look at the stick. That uh, was a great game. When but you're I, spending hours and hours on the beach, you need other things to do besides yeah. Look at the stick. <laughs> look at the stick on water sports. I can see that. All right, let me just mention a few of these. Uh, I'm not going to go to the calls because we got too many, and, and we don't have time to sit here and um, and break them <laughs> down. But uh, tattoos. 
Mm. Denim vest. Denim vest. Was that ever a thing? Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, Has Fortnite passed? Right, I don't want to break it no. down. Break ba- it down. No. Banana bread. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can either say yes or no if you want to. Uh, Game of Thrones. Mm, no, I love it. <laughs> Nerd culture. Brian's been on hold for a I, while. I think there's a case to be made if you're not... I we I feel that I have been a part of nerd culture since birth, so I feel that I have a particular level of ownership of it. But I think many consider it trendy to it to say they're part of nerd culture when they are not. Well, right. and when you've been a part of it, yes. the whole time. Like, listen, I'm I, I'm not joking about this, but like uh, sanitizing and like wiping down your airplane seat and your cart when you go to the store. That's now been with your COVID, thing forever. Yeah, that, I've been doing that for years. <laughs> so it's like like me with with nerd culture. Yeah. It's like and I, I so I, I think Brian makes a good case. Yeah, but like hot people, you know, calling themselves a nerd. Why? Because you read comic books. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go with you on that case. The real nerd was the one kind of getting picked on. Yeah. and was uh, you know really awkward and yeah. Fortunately, I was always big enough to uh, to uh, you know. To... That's why I don't think you were a real nerd. You like nerd culture. You know I always I mean? loved nerd culture. Was part of nerd culture actively, right? Yeah, right. I, I, but I was never set upon because of I, I never had to fight the fight. Right. right. I was never the Billy Jack of nerd culture. Uh, Peter says single malt scotch is uh un, was underrated. Where do you stand on no, that? I don't like scotch. What so. about oh, bourbon? Yeah. Is bourbon uh, because bourbon's gotten really really popular? It did. Um, but you know what? It's been it's it's gone through phases. It was popular for a long a long time ago. There's all these cycles, right? Yeah. It was yeah, like exactly. vodka for a while. What then about tequilas? Molly? Molly? Yeah. Scissor. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Scissor was Justin uh, Bieber's drink of choice. Well, like, I think Molly came in and 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 really like kicked ecstasy to the curb because ecstasy was like this weird cocktail of a whole bunch of different yeah. things, and then Molly was like more pure. All right, a couple other things, and then that's it. Uh, jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. uh, jiu-jitsu was very underrated, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, dude, this is all you need to know. Right. Uh, I I don't know that it's overrated, but anyhow, this is somebody's opinion. Uh, Van shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Vans. Yep, yep. Um, avocado toast. So that's sort of my avocado thing, Steve. yeah. Beards. Underrated, Beards. now overrated. Uh, eggs on food, like burgers and pizza. I do not <laughs> like I do not like the egg on burgers. I don't think they add too much. I don't think I, so. I, I don't think you go, wow, this is so much better now that they put an egg on This it. really Dude. needed, not where you can say, wow, the onion on this. Uh, you know, that's something. Dude, mm-hmm. the burger is fine by itself. Uh, and then uh, knock it off, Kathy Rose. Well, okay, uh, yes, ev- everyone's drinking it now for sure. Um, but me personally, like it happens to me every summer. By the end of the summer, like I'm at the point right now where like I don't even want to look at a bottle of rose. I'll, I'll I've had I'm... enough of this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so sick of rose. <laughs> I'll tell you what's overrated. However, if there's anybody that's still selling high noons, please email <laughs> okay. me. Well, how about this, Kathy? <laughs> Just the saying, rose all day. Yeah, yeah, like on the T-shirts and stuff. I, I hate it. That's played. Give yeah, me yeah. the champagne that does have no words on it. <laughs> I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. All right. Anyhow, thank you. Interesting discussion. Discuss amongst yourselves yeah. today, if you like, at the workplace, wherever you may be. Um, one thing uh, that I, I, I don't think is overrated at all is turkey bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a segue. Uh-huh. Uh, Godshall's Turkey Bacon is here, and they're keeping the food supply safe and clean here in the Philly Burbs. And I have a six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshall's Turkey Bacon. Caller number 10, we're going to give it to you. 215-263-WMMR. When we get back to Bizarre Fowl and another shot at answering my question for the year supply of Hot Pockets that comes with the Jim <laughs> yeah. Gaffigan tickets for the show tomorrow night. The question that you have to read in my mind, what is the answer to this? 
What time is it? All right, and I'll tell you when to call in a little bit for that. But stay with us. We'll be right back. MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series, an hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. MMR rocks. Green Day, in concert, Saturday night at 7. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR Saturday night at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. Sponsored by Acme Markets, official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. This week, Green Day. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's see if you can read Preston's mind. Read Preston's mind. I have an answer in my head to a question. The question is, what time is it? What time is it? Let's take five callers, 215-263-WMMR, and see if you can answer that question. What time is it? Should we do the Bizarre File we're waiting for the calls to come in? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's do that, and then we'll come back. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, it is brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. Well, maybe the 21-year-old driver looked at his teeth in the mirror to ensure that nothing was stuck in them because he had a big date. Whatever the case, the man's choice on August 16th to look at his teeth in the mirror while behind the wheel of a Honda Accord appears to have been a poor one, that's because... He crashed head-on into a sheriff's deputy marked patrol vehicle. The incident happened as the deputy said he was southbound when a northbound Honda drifted into the opposite lane of travel and crashed head-on with him. Well, good news, you no longer have anything in your teeth because you have no teeth. The deputy reported that before the crash, he stopped his patrol vehicle, honked the horn, and activated the siren to get the driver's attention. Evidently, it didn't work. Uh, The crash pushed the deputy's vehicle back about four feet. Uh, the driver of the Honda said he was looking at his teeth in the mirror when he came into contact with the patrol vehicle. I have uh, a hot day tonight. Uh, drivers of motor vehicles are encouraged to keep their eyes on the road as opposed to their teeth. They almost insist on it. Yes. Uh, Lamia Singfield of Akron, Ohio, called the police after she purchased a pack of smoked turkey tails from the <laughs> grocery store, opened the package to find one of the tails that resembled a human penis. Uh, She detailed her experience on Facebook Live where she eventually noted she was calling the police just in case the meat was actually a human penis. I didn't see a picture of this, but apparently she thought it looked just like one. Really? Uh-huh. And do we get the impression that she knows what a human penis looks like? I don't think so, judged from the picture that Nick has pulled up right now. He looks just like a human penis. Uh, Akron police brought the mystery meat to the Summit County Medical Examiner's Office for testing. Your car looks like a penis. Wednesday morning, an investigator noted the meat was pork, not human, and was likely a pigtail. Singfield declined to comment on the incident after the results were released. But on Tuesday, she said that regardless, the meat was mislabeled and wasn't a turkey tail. Is there a Mr. Singfeld? I don't even know what a turkey tail is. Neither do I. I, I don't want to eat one. Maybe it's like a turkey sausage or something. I'm not really sure. But is she, it turkey ass? She thought this was a penis, so I do not know. 
Nick will look up turkey tails, and uh, we'll see if we can figure that out. Maybe that's uh, stories that turkeys tell. Uh, It (laughs) wasn't until the following day that Kathy Kenyon considered whether her bold approach to shooing three bears out of her kitchen might have been unsafe. She said at the time, stupidly, I didn't feel that afraid. Kenyon was watching television around 9.30 p.m. in the home, and she and her husband, Don Redfoot, have uh, lived there since 2018. Everything from white-tailed deer to moose, bobcats, and large predators like black bears and mountain lions have been photographed on their property using a game camera. But when something black and furry scurried into the TV room and then quickly back out, her first thought wasn't that it was a bear cub. Instead, she thought it was a neighbor's uh, dog. It's a black dog. Stepping into the doorway to the kitchen to investigate, she quickly figured out the intruder was a mother black bear and her two cubs. Very dangerous. Totally. They had pushed out a screen in a partly open window and crawled in to dine on freshly bought peaches and Hershey's chocolates. Do you have turkey tails? She said the cubs seemed particularly fond of those. Redfoot, he was in the bedroom when he heard a crash and went in to investigate, calling out to his wife, Kathy, what are you doing out there? Stepping around the corner, he came face-to-face with the mama bear. And then he pushed his wife into the kitchen. He quickly opened the front door, hoping that it would give the bear an escape route. The black bear was only about 10 feet away. Wow. Uh, He said it wasn't like she was being threatening. It was like she wanted to greet me. Hi. Unwilling to find... These are my children. This is Stan and this is Eleanor. Uh, Unwilling to find out the bear's intentions, Redfoot quickly retreated to the bedroom and closed the door. Where are you going, pussy? Uh, Kenyon, uh, the wife, called out, Don, there's a bear in the house. Her first instinct was to find her cell phone and call the local Fish and Wildlife Parks game warden, Matt Heaton, for advice. Yeah, Matt Heaton. Uh, Instead, she decided to clap and yell at the bears to see if she could scare them back outside. Uh, the mother bear jumped out of the open window, but the cubs lingered while eating the chocolates. You, if you screw with the cubs, that's, that can be very problematic. And at some point in the confusion, she yelled at her husband, Don, to take photographs. She said, I meant the cubs, not me. I'm watching Jeopardy. She said, Don is always taking pictures. <laughs> uh, to urge. Imagine that kind of life where you're sort of, sort of ah, there's bears in the kitchen. Uh, to urge the last cub out, Kenyon picked up the dislodged window screen and advanced. She estimated the screen was about five feet long, and that screen was certainly effective protections, he said. Yeah, clearly. But, but Kenyon, she said, felt safe since she was uh, close to the adjacent room and a door that she could quickly close if her bluff was called. With the window, uh, I'm sorry, with the gently prodding, the cub left through the window. Uh, she said it never appeared threatening or fierce. It appeared nonchalant and not too concerned about me. The problem is once they know that's a food source, they'll be back. Yeah. So, and in fact, there's a there's a follow up to this. So, the photo that was posted on Reddit's uh, Redfoot's Facebook page shows her, the uh, Kenyan, in profile with her mouth open and hands apart, clapping across the kitchen, about ten feet on the shelf below the window. Two large furry black bear cubs lurk. The tactic worked. She said the club uh, the cub left and. Uh, uh, Kenyon rushed over to quickly close the window behind it, and that's when the mama bear's face popped into view at very close range. Since this was on Reddit, did the bears say what they thought was overrated? No, they didn't, unfortunately. Uh, but anyhow, she said uh, the mama bear was trying to crawl back in, and she said that's when I I, I, she, I began to question whether I had made a prudent decision. So they remained for a couple of minutes looking back at us. They were expecting us to invite them back in. The bears returned the next day. 
uh, but they didn't gain entry this time. So this you're is right, Uncle Grizzly. Yeah, they can. Uh, they can. Yeah, uh, return. All right, and uh, that's all we have time for. Oh. Sorry, it was a little bit short. Yeah, it was a good bear story, so it took a little bit of time. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. turkey yeah. tails are essentially the uh, the meat around the turkey butt, and apparently it's really tender and really delicious, and uh, people don't like it because it's the tail. It's that end, but it's like it's kind of like pork butt. Like it's a, a really tender, juicy part of the uh, the bird. Actually, the, you know, the pork butt is actually the shoulder, and the shoulder is the butt. They that crap is, out of their shoulders. Yeah. It's weird. No, no, they call they call the butt is actually up on the front here, uh, and the shoulder is is the rear okay. quarter, I believe. Wait, this so is when so they weird. wear shoulder pads, they wear them on their asses. On their asses, yes. Jace just asked what this was. He was reading a book, and it was in there, and I was like, I have no idea what it is. What, pork butt? Pork or? butt. No. Okay. It's yeah. called Asses of the Animal oh, Kingdom. Ham ass. You guys know there's a big turkey population in so- South Jersey? Uh, no. You just like, they're there. Like, Wild turkey? Like, yeah. Oh. Like all over the place. Huh. Like, like it's normal out there. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. All flippant about their wild turkey population. We're looking at a picture. Actually, the butt is the top of the front shoulder, and the pork shoulder is the lower part near uh, the leg. Then what's the actual butt? Getting towards the hock. I don't know. Yeah, what is it? I don't is, know. is it because the meat is? What is the ass of a of a uh, of a of a pig called? <laughs> yeah, ham. ham. It's a ham ass. There okay. you go. Well, there you go. It is ham ass. All right, ham home. <laughs> Yeah. We plenty of people eat that. It's yummy, ham ass. <laughs> All right, it's time for you to read my mind. Read Preston's mind, and this is good for tickets to see Jim Gaffigan tomorrow night, Citizens Bank Park, and a year supply of hot pockets. I'm going to go to five callers. Listen, if we don't get a winner here, I'll, I'll consider giving you a clue. All right, in the next run, I have All a couple right. clues that'll that'll. I know this is extremely vague, but let's see what we can do. Hi, Tom. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> that was a good one, man. Damn good. Uh, All right, Tom, you. the question is, what time is it? Uh, I'm thinking, is it quality time? It is not quality time, but thank you. That's, there you go. I'm very impressed with these guesses. I, I, go, by the way, I don't know what it is. I'm going to go to Tony. Hi, Tony. Good morning. Good morning. Tony, what time is it? It's time to make the donut. No, it is not. These are a lot of ones Aren't I didn't think good? about. Yeah, these are yeah. good. Sorry, man. All right, we'll go to Ralph. Hey, Ralph, good morning. Hey, hey good morning, citizens. Uh, <laughs> Ralph, what time is it? It's a little after 4 o'clock, and it's approaching dinner time. You know no, sir. Nope. Uh, All right, let me go to Kevin. Remember, you got to read my mind. Kevin, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Right. morning. What time is it? Good morning. Uh, it's time to set the record straight. No. That's good, though. Thank you. Appreciate People it. People are thinking. All right, let me go to Goldie. Hey, Goldie. I think we lost Goldie. Oh, we did lose Goldie. Oh. So we have to take someone else, right? Yeah, we you know what? I'll, just, I'll go to a random caller. Uh, or no, uh, Connor's pulling somebody. Well, Connor didn't nope. Let me get it. Uh, hi, 93.3 WMMR. You are on the air. Who is this? Oh, this is Kyle. All right, Kyle, do me a favor. Tell me what time is it. Five o'clock somewhere. No, we already had that one. Incorrect. Sorry about that. All right. I'll give you a clue in the next one. In the next one. In the next one. Next break. And then then I have like a home run clue. All right. If we don't get that. So do you think this will nudge it along? I think it'll nudge it along. All right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We got a number of guests, including Billy freaking Zabka. Uh, from uh, Karate Kid and Just One of the Guys and Back to School. He's awesome. We'll have him on as well as Sean Morgan from Seether and uh, comedian Rachel Feinstein. They're all on the way. We'll be back in a moment.
WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, I'll do a shout-out, Steve. Yes. Uh, this is, uh, good morning, Preston. My name is Dave Wallace from Coatesville, PA. I am currently driving down to Wingate University in North Carolina to take my daughter to her college, mm. and we are listening to WMMR on our drive. This is her freshman year of college. I trust we've made it an uncomfortable drive. Uh, just wanted to know if you would give a shout-out. Her name is Ariana. Thanks, Dave. So, Ariana Wallace, here you go. Good luck. Uh, and uh, best luck to you. Best of luck to you. I know a lot of people that are headed off to college for yeah. the first time, and it's a, it's a scary time in the in the parents' uh, Yeah, It's uh, exciting. It's yeah. exciting and, and scary and sad and wonderful. And They're starting of... their new lives, and the parents are redecorating their rooms. That's right. Well, <laughs> right down the hall, <clears throat> excuse me, Kevin Gunn dropped off his daughter this week. And yeah. The, yeah, for the yeah. first time in 30 years, he's an empty nester. They have I no know. kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's like the almost empty nester. So? Well, she's a temple, Still right? in driving distance. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. she can so, come home on weekends. When, and, right. when when moving away for good, that's when you're officially empty nest. So this is like the, the trial period. Okay. As I've talked to people who have gone through it, and you get a, a taste for what that loneliness is like. <laughs> loneliness oh. or, or just the freedom of being able to bang with your uh, that bedroom, too. Yeah. bedroom door unlocked. That right? Too. right. Yeah, it comes with, uh, it comes with uh, pluses and minuses. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we see if someone knows the answer? If someone can read my mind... Can you read Preston's mind? All right, we're going to go to five callers, 215-263-WMMR. Remember, you win tickets to see Jim Gaffigan tomorrow night for the Live and Drive-In Citizens Bank Park. Tickets are on sale now, by the way, and you can get those through phillies.com slash drive-in. But we're also, excuse me, (laughs) he's really trying to hold that in. He burned. We're also sweetening the pot with a year's supply of Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. Let me go to Carlo. Hey, Carlo. Yeah. All right, Carlo. You ready to try this out? I am. What time is it? 4.30. No. <laughs> Glad he was listening to... Oh, Thank you. Well, <laughs> food related. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I did say yesterday, sometimes we'll eat dinner at 4.30. That's so maybe that's what you know what? Okay. All right. I'll yeah. correct it. I'll go to Lou. Hey, Lou. Hey, Hitches. Hey, oh, what? Man, I thought it was... <laughs> All right, Lou, Lou. Lou, what time is it? Peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> it's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. That is correct, Lou. Dude, you just got a year's supply of Hot Pockets. I can't believe it. Thank you so much. Peanut butter jelly time. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's peanut butter jelly time. Yeah. And we talked about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as being overrated earlier. That is correct. And since you got it right, we give you a year's worth of Hot Pockets and a VIP ticket for you and three friends to see Jim Gaffigan. Presented by the President Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow at Citizens Bank Park uh, in the parking lot, and uh, it's one car maximum, four people. All right, buddy? 
That's amazing. Thanks so much, guys. You all the best. All right, thanks. Hang on, Lou. All right. I was, I don't know why, but I was randomly thinking of It's Peanut Butter Jelly Time, just that song the other day. It's and, a great song. And then uh, I thought, you know what? I should ask someone. I wonder if, if I said, what time is it? If someone would respond, well, it's peanut butter jelly time. And hence was the idea for the contest. Why are we playing this? The name of the song is Read My Mind. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Why are we <laughs> I'm thinking of it now. Can you read my mind? So we could try this again sometime if you want. As Love a it. You know, the answers that people were giving were very thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, much more comprehensive than I, I I didn't know the answer, so that was my first I, learning of it. I tried it out on my wife and daughter uh, first uh, to <laughs> right. see where they would get. And, and that's what led me to believe it, it might be a good contest is, number one, they didn't guess it right away. Uh, but they were saying things like, it's hammer time, right? you know, and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's All what right. I wanted, good answers that were outside of the box answers. My brain went to, uh, the clock on the wall says it's 3 o'clock. And that's another one yeah. I thought people might get, too. Yeah. So, no. My dumb brain was trying to, like, mind meld with you. I was like, hmm, 317. Right. And he was like, right, 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 right. not even close. No. Idiot. It is peanut butter jelly time. And you got it right, so congratulations. All right, uh, and speaking of food... Uh, I think we should see what's on the menu. Oh, yeah, with oh. the uh, the connoisseur. The connoisseur, if you don't mind. It's time for Friday. It's time to talk about food. We just don't have music. I'm Where is with, it? Uh, all right, so hang on. I'm just having a brain fart right now. I He's thought... having a brain fart. Casey's uh, not sure where he keeps. Where do I? Oh, I keep it on this page. That's why. I'm so sorry. There it is. And now it's time for the connoisseur. Always good to talk to the connoisseur on Friday when everyone's thinking about eating on the weekend. That's right. I have two stories that concern. Uh, cereal. Uh, uh, so I love cereal. I'll mention the first one for you here. General Mills has released bags of the beloved marshmallows from Lucky Charms cereal all on their own. Uh, the limited edition Lucky Charms Just Magical Marshmallow Pouch uh, contains six ounces of the iconic charms. They say it's the quickest way to get diabetes. Which are <laughs> in the shapes of stars, horseshoes, clovers, blue moons, unicorns, rainbows, and red balloons. My God, they have a lot of them now. I didn't realize they added red balloons. There used unicorns. to be just four of them back yeah. in the day. I didn't know they had unicorns. Uh, no. Uh, well, the, you know, the, every now and then they, there's a story that comes out that they've added a new marshmallow. And tears. <laughs> uh, but uh, I didn't know they had red balloons either, Steve. Speaking uh, of unicorns, and this has nothing to do with food, you guys saw that girl in Greece, who four-year-old girl who was on an uh, inflatable unicorn oh, yeah. who got uh, washed out to sea? It was pretty yeah. wild. Pretty wild. Okay, back to food, Preston. Uh, the pouches are available at select retailers for about $3.99 while supplies last, by the way. Uh, and in uh, tandem with that, uh, there was on in BuzzFeed an ongoing poll uh, of thousands of people revealing what their favorite cereal is, what what brand, what... Uh, what Okay, I what, got it. What uh, What is your flavor, favorite? if you will? Well, mine, I eat the... I have a couple. I eat the, uh, I think, is, does Kellogg's make it? It's, um, or no, it's a, a Special K uh, almond and vanilla almond. All right. I love that flavor. And they're, they're flakes. So okay. So that's my preferred type of, of uh, cereal, so... I love uh, Kashi, believe it or not. Makes okay. a really good yeah. uh, uh, Which cereal. Which one? I like the cinnamon uh, kashi. It's yeah. really good. I love uh, frosted mini weights. Okay. And I love. Um, you still get frosted mini weights from time to time? You I buy do. Them? That was my I dinner do. last night. Frosted mini weights. Yeah. I remember the commercial from years ago. You remember there's a riverboat coming down the river? Frosted mini weights are coming. <laughs> you know, they have a 
bite-sized frosted mini wheats. Those are the ones me, I eat. Well, let's see. I see that you already have the mini wheats. You don't need bite-sized because originally the frosted wheats were uh, like large, a brick, like a log, and, you, and you'd break them up. Yeah, and yeah. then they made the frosted mini wheats, which are bite-sized, and now they have bite-sized frosted. Oh, mini-wheats. I didn't realize. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't there's realize. There's two smaller versions. The micro mini wheats. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Knock it off, right? Uh, I do like those. I haven't had them in a long time. Man, do they put a lot of sugar on the one yes, side. I mean, they cake it on there. It, it, it's so good, a Half though. a pound each week. Yeah. All right, so here are the results of the poll. Uh, does anybody else want to contribute their favorite? Favorite, Kathy? Okay. Cereal? Do you even eat uh, cereal? I don't eat cereal. You don't no. like milk, right? I don't love milk. Okay. No, not at all. Um, can I qualify Must with be fun at breakfast time one sugary and one... "Quote unquote healthy one, yeah. Um, sugary is um, and it's on my all time favorite cinnamon toast crunch, and then the quote I unquote, love that too. Yeah, he- I, but all I'll do is I'll eat that as a snack. I won't eat that as a cereal. Yeah, uh, then the healthiest one, and I put air quotes. Uh, uh, the apple jacks. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's made with fruit. Uh, no, um, honey bunches of oats with almonds. All right, mm-hmm. okay, bad. So number one on this list is actually twenty one percent of the participants said other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the ones that were actually ranked that, you know, the names of 17%, which is the highest, uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut yeah. Cheerios. They're a good go-to. They're a good go-to. We do have those in the, in the pantry, and if I'm out of the other one, then I'll, I'll have that. Have you tried the Cocoa Cheerios? No. No. Are they good? I think they just came out with They're really good. good, yeah. I find, uh, sweet cereals just to be too sweet, and Honey Nut uh, Cheerios, um, is, falls into that camp for me. If Not frosted have... mini weights, they're just covered in <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't know what the delineation is for me. I know, because, I know. But, but Honey Nut Cheerios, to me, are just too sweet. What about plain Cheerios? Because they they, they're yeah, not sugary. I like three boxes of them in the in the pantry right now. All right, number 16 is Frosted Flakes. Pretty standard go-to. Hey, I, for they my, my favorite kid's cereal when I was a kid, when I ate kids. 13% said Lucky Charms, which I've never really been a fan Magically of. Magically delicious. Yeah. Um, 11% is Honey Bunches of Oats. Well, that's yeah. yours. Yeah. Uh, number eight is just plain Cheerios. Um, I do love plain Cheerios. Uh, number, uh, this is number eight. It was 8%. Uh, tied with that was Captain Crunch. See, Captain Crunch, there is, there, it, it's too small of a sweet spot with that. If you eat it too soon, it tears up the roof of your mouth because, you know, it's just too jagged. And then, or else it becomes such a gelatinous mass of crap. And then it just becomes way too soggy. Yeah, I, I completely agree. There was a time when Captain Crunch was my favorite as a kid, but I liked Crunchberry. Crunchberry. <clears throat> yeah. And do you remember the Crunchberry? I do, Crunchberry absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> That's what you say. I can't go up high enough to do it. But, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, and then uh, Rice Krispies uh, rounded out this. Uh, a big Rice Krispies fan. Yeah, I like Cocoa those. Krispies. Were you a fan of Cocoa Krispies? Yeah. Yes, it was excellent. There was a, a little while there, probably in my early 20s, when, like uh, that French Toast Crisp. Did they still make that? I don't Dude, know. that was delicious, man. I forgot about that until right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was it again? Uh, it's French, French to- Toast Crisp, I think, is French the... French case? French Toast? French... No, no. Well... There's a crisp French. and a crisp. Well... Are there two different ones? Because it <laughs> looks like the yeah, one French cinnamon- Toast Crunch. Yeah, yeah, cinnamon toast crunch. Maybe they took it over. And French Toast it- Crunch. Yeah, because it wasn't French. It wasn't that. To me, the either. most straight ahead they-, they should just put on it. Not good for you cereal is mm. the one that's just little tiny chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's cereal. Uh, let's go in a different direction. More for the connoisseur. It's time for breakfast. Or no, it's time for dinner. Dinner. Din din. Uh, Domino's has put two fast food classics together with pizza to come up with something different. Uh, they are going to push taco pizza and cheeseburger pizza. 
The chicken taco pizza uh-huh. is topped with taco <laughs> seasoning, American cheddar and provolone cheeses, grilled chicken, onions, green peppers, and diced tomatoes. I'd take that out for a spin. It doesn't sound bad when you go through the ingredients. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not necessarily saying it's bad. I think I would either eat a taco, well, you know, loaded up, or a pizza. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the hybrid. But I don't know. I haven't had it. Uh, and then the cheeseburger pizza is made with a ketchup mustard sauce, American cheese, beef, onions, diced tomatoes, and provolone and cheddar cheeses. It's probably like one slice is plenty. You know, like yes. to me, these are, these loaded pizzas are are good. See, I'm, I think I'm with you. I, I try it and then probably move on and go just back to regular to pizza. regular pizza. There, I tell you what, though, the couch tomato definitely has a. Uh, they have a. Uh, it's like a cheesesteak pizza, and I don't eat a lot of cheesesteak, but like mm. one slice will do you right. Yeah. Well, you got to go to Lorenzo's in Westchester because oh, they, yeah. they have a cheesesteak. Mm. Oh, pizza do they? Too. Yeah, yeah, I got to try that. Yeah. Well, what Giuseppe, is the size of a, of a Peugeot? Uh, Giuseppe, <laughs> we we were part of the R and D for that because he he's yeah. my neighbor and he would bring by. He's like, dude, we're trying this out here. <laughs> You're yeah. so lucky. You I love it. him. I love it. But speaking of R&D, when these places, the you know, I'm talking about major corporations like Domino's, when they do these, you know, when they start delving into other people's, you know, uh, categories, they, they do a ton of R&D. They do. So, so it has to... It has to be tasty-ish, right? I they mean, have an for- R&D and a DVDA department. <laughs> they do, do they? Yeah, they do. Oh. Um, you would think so, yeah. right? You know, because they do research these things before they put them out. So, yeah. But not every one of them takes. You, uh, that, now, that's a job to get. Yeah, you know, yes. there are people who are known for their olfactory senses hey, and can ma'am. smell perfumes. But if you are someone who has a cultivated palate. I forgot who told us about this, but there is, it might be Nabisco or someone or anyhow, you can be a test market person yeah. for these companies, and they right. will send you the snacks and so on, and you try them, and you send back your feedback. You end up getting the food for free. I, I test snacks for Nabisco. <laughs> That's what you do? That's what I do. Okay. Was I like, it, like pudding. Was it Breaking Bad where they had the, the major corporation that they used to basically get the drugs out of... Uh, into Europe or whatever the math and stuff didn't wasn't that major didn't they have a guy who was t- testing the dipping sauces for uh, Poyos Hermanos? Do you remember I that? I don't remember that. It, it was it was such a weird scene and the, um and, and there was just a guy who sat there and he just dipped nu- chicken nuggets into these sauces and he was basically the guy who was in charge of saying yes no yes no okay i don't know i yeah. remember that was breaking bad or not yeah yeah anyhow uh they are they're going to try out these pizzas so taco pizza and cheeseburger pizza now speaking of pizza yes uh, the pandemic has caused all kinds of shortage uh shortages of various things I was in Target the other day, still with the toilet paper thing. What? Really? really? Seriously? Why? I'm finding it all over the place. Why? It's all over. I don't know. You guys, you guys still having problems? Oh, my God. No. There, and now there's no Windex. Yeah. You, you that, can't find Windex. It's weird. Windex, <laughs> toilet paper. We now have paper towels, right. but no uh, wipes or any sort of disinfectant at I, all. I just happened to be there, and I it's saw so the, the, the shelves were completely bare. I'm like, I right, can whatever, send you man. to places that haven't. No, the, I, woman, I, the woman behind me, she goes, because I, I, I go through, and every time I go through, I just, like, mouth, like, just go, are you kidding me? And the woman behind me did the same thing. She goes, why? Yeah. Why are the, the shelves still bare? And I turned to her, I'm like, I think that every time I walk through here. Yeah. Now, I, no, I don't need to. I know right. where to go. I just happened to notice it the other day. Oh, when okay. I, I wasn't even shopping for it. I, went, I really? don't. Please tell me because I've gone to a number of different stores right, in my area. Yeah. And in case I've gone to yours and I've never once found it. There's, a, there's another one okay. I got for All you. Right. All right. So there's a pepperoni shortage. 
apparently. What? That now, too. Pizza shops across the U.S. say they're paying higher prices for the popular pizza topping and have noticed that the supply has become tighter. Pepperoni comes from mines in Africa, right? <laughs> yes. You've seen the documentaries. Uh, Bloomberg reports that restaurants from New York to South Dakota have seen a significant increase in the price of pepperoni, with the cost nearly doubling in some areas. And there are apparently two factors causing the shortage. One, that pork processors have had to deal with a reduced number of workers during the pandemic. And two, that the demand for pizza has risen during lockdown. With more people staying home for dinner, many families are apparently ordering the popular delivery food more often. But some pizza places are, are just killing it. So far, larger chains have not been impacted by the pepperoni shortage since they buy ingredients through long-term contracts. But... You may stumble across from time to time and place it. Maybe has to charge more for the pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. All right, how about this? More for the connoisseur. We were talking about ginger yesterday. For figging. For figging, <laughs> which is, yeah, putting in your butt. Uh, ginger is a root known for its spicy flavor and health benefits. Yes. Should be used in addition to a healthy diet, exercise, and regular doctor visits. Right. Ginger's spicy flavor comes from gingerol, a compound that has antioxidant properties to help support immunity. We were talking yesterday, the day before, about uh, the timing for our dinners, right? And uh, sometimes if I eat a little bit later, I have trouble digesting and uh, it affects my sleep. Ginger pills after dinner definitely help with digestion. Ginger uh-huh. helps with digestion. Absolutely. And what if I may ask, this not to says, be indelicate, how, how regular are your boom-booms? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on. Scientists have also... You don't want to share that with us? Not on air. Scientists have also linked some active compounds in ginger with improvements in insulin and metabolism, and it's been shown to help reduce menstrual pain as well. Yeah. How have your periods been? Yeah. Uh, Irregular. What's your flow like? Depends on the month. Research has also linked ginger to multiple digestive benefits, specifically acting on parts of your GI tract responsible for feelings of nausea, upset stomach, and vomiting. Which is why I wonder if ginger ale is is part of the medicinal a go to for upset stomach. Interesting. Uh, so does it does it talk about um, uh, any excretory benefits? No. Uh, it says could it might, you make it talk about excretory? I could benefits? make it. Yes, but it's it also might help move food from the stomach to the small intestine for digestion yeah. mm-hmm. and absorption. That's kind of how I feel. Like it, it, stuff that stays in your stomach and you just feel like you bloated. Feel, you feel yes. Yeah. So honestly, so we're doing. Uh, I'm doing my three day juice cleanse. Yeah. That is a wonderful thing to do. A wonderful advertiser uh, uh, squeezed. squeezed. Uh, and it's and honestly just every now and then that that sort of cleansing of the system is a great reset. Um, and by the way, and I guess this is maybe a wives' tale or something like that, but uh, ginger cannot prevent food poisoning nor counteract the ingestion of a harmful substance. I guess maybe some people believe that, that that it was kind of a um, a serum of sorts. Kathy, you do whippets every morning. <laughs> yes, is there, do you that find helps. there's a benefit with it your helps. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, other things ginger can help with curbing morning sickness in pregnant women. Yep. Huh. Uh, it may help prevent heart disease. It may lower your risk of cancer. It may even help you lose weight. So ginger is a good thing all the way around. I I like I take I like ginger from time to time. My wife loves it when we eat sushi. It's part of a palate cleanser. They leave pickled yes. ginger on the plate, and she just devours all of it. I, I like, like a little bit of it. I like like uh, ginger ale, and I will nurse ginger ale. 
Like I will, you know, it's a, it's a nice treat. I like I love that it. taste. I mainly, if I'm going to mix my bourbon with something, I ginger ale, always huh? mix it with ginger ale now. All right. Yes, exactly. Any brand in particular? Uh, uh, Canada Dry. Okay. That's the way yep. to go. Yep. Do you like Canadian the- ginger is just the best, especially yep. for figging. Do you like uh, ginger beer? I don't know the difference. Well, gin- I mean, ginger ale is like is non-alcoholic, but ginger beer. Oh, you mean like hard ginger? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Krabby's. Yes. It's fantastic. Yeah, they brought some in at one point, and, and the, we had a few of those around here, but I haven't had one in a long time. No, I always like to keep a couple of those in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, they're really, really good. But but ginger beer itself is not alcoholic, I don't think. That's a good point. I think it's the same thing because ale and beer, you know, ginger ale, ginger beer, I think, oh. they're, I think they're the same. Let's call um, the whole thing off. Essentially the same thing, but uh, sweetened and carbonated, usually non-alcoholic beverage. Yeah. yeah. Produce natural fermentation. So, were you getting hammered on ginger no, beer? No, because there is alcoholic ginger yes. beer. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. the crabby stuff that presses. But I think it's like hard cider. I think it's right. hard ginger. So, anyway. Uh, that's all we have time for because we have some guests coming up. We have up. some guests coming up, so we'll have to wrap it up on this edition of The Connoisseur. And let's end it on this note. Turkey bacon. Yeah. Godshalls is here. 100% bacon taste. 8% of the fat of pork bacon. And I will take callers. Eight and nine, and give you six pack of coupons. Good for six full size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. 215 263 WMMR. We're going to break. Billy Zabka will be on when we return. Johnny from the Karate Kid movies and so cool. a bunch of other great stuff. And we have a few other guests too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com, keyword Local Shots. Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Can I say I'm excited to talk about it to our next guest? (laughs) How much of our pop culture referencing in some way connects to him a lot we we and and we spoke to him years ago he's great such a great conversation and it might have been to touch on this which is now out on netflix well it was i think it was when the video came out sweep the leg okay it might have been that oh uh yes kings oh man what was it the Um, band yeah it was really good nothing but kings yeah i think that's it it? and Mm. the video was hilarious he was was great he was in it and uh but no i remember us talking about uh i'm not sure if it was with uh with billy or not but cobra kai which is available now on netflix starting today was a youtube series uh let's just shut up and let's talk to him for crying out loud uh ladies and gentlemen billy zabdar on the show this morning hey man how you doing Good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a minute haven't, since we've talked. I was curious when we talked last. Was it no more cream? Yes, that that's it. it. Had yeah. to have been yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, and we were we were so excited to talk to you back then, and and you know even more so now. And uh, when, by the way, speaking of Cobra Kai, the 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 series, it, are we correct in saying that started on YouTube a while back? Yeah, 2018. I think May second, 2018, we uh, launched on YouTube. Uh, and uh, season episode one has, I don't know, something like 80 million views. Wow. The show uh, blew up on YouTube, but, um, you know, if you didn't know where it was, you, you had to go look for it. And uh, we had our fans there. Uh, came out uh, 
two, I guess, two years ago, and then uh, season two dropped a year after, and now uh, here we are dropping them both again on a much bigger platform and now translated into 30 languages reaching the world. <laughs> wow. So that, that was the conundrum for me. I watched a f- the first couple episodes, really enjoyed it, but I just don't think of YouTube as a place to go watch a, a continuing series. So this is great. Right. I'll, I'll continue with yeah. it and follow through. And I got to say what I really loved about the show, and Preston and I we were talking about this earlier, is that our perceptions of Johnny and Daniel are sort of flipped a little bit. And you get the more human side of of, uh, Johnny. And Daniel Russo can be kind of a dick. So that's cool. You you really get a chance. That's right. You really get to see a chance of the nature of the true Daniel LaRusso. (laughs) 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 You know? Johnny was always the hero, man. You know that. <laughs> we <laughs> suspected. Yeah. Finally, you know, we're finally getting the truth out. You know, no, the show, the show is great at balancing. We had to find a way to come into the into the Karate Kid universe, and uh, the way to do that was through uh, Johnny Lawrence's kind of point of view and through his eyes. So we, you know, they, they spent some good time building some empathy in the character because, you know, for thirty years Johnny Lawrence was, uh, you know, the quintessential. Uh, Jerk, so yeah, speak, you know, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, they, so they really gave him a lot of layers, and uh, you empathize and you see his, his, uh, you know, his humanity, which is which is key to me signing on it, and you know, at, at all because I didn't want to do it if they were going to double down on his, you know, on his sickness, so to speak. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, so, I love uh, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, so yeah, uh, so, you know, but it's really well balanced and. Um, you know, you can look at this show, you know, you've seen all the episodes. The great thing about it is each one of these characters, you can pretty much, it's like a prism, and you can really look through, the, through any one of their eyes, and it makes sense, which is really amazing. So uh, it's really connected with all kinds of, uh, every, every type of person. Everybody can find themselves somewhere in the story. I would like to see more of this exploration in the other Billy Zapka douchebag <laughs> roles, <laughs> like Greg Tolan yeah, and Chaz Osborne. There's got to be another story to those guys, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think a Greg Tolan story would last one episode. I don't know how much this is in him, and uh, definitely Chaz. I, I, I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see who Chaz Osborne is today. Personally, I, I'd love something to come with that. Yeah, because because Greg Tolan was he was just a bully. Chaz was right. Chaz was going to school. He was, he was trying. You know, he just, he, he, there might have been more to that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot more to that guy. I always called Chaz Osborne like the cowardly lion. You know, he just. He's like uh, all bark and no bite, and back down to Roddy Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. I, I actually the uh, last week I turned on the TV and it was the MGM Lion was roaring, and it was the very beginning of Back to School. I love that movie, and so I got to watch it all the way through. And um, you know, Billy, I wanted to ask you, like, are, are you know? Those are iconic roles that, you know, people like myself, you know, 45-year-old men, uh, you know, will always remember you and, and maybe even revere you. But uh, is, there, there, is there a bad side to being cast as the douchebag in, in those movies? Like, do people actually think that you are you are like that? You know, well, I mean, uh, I don't think so. I think each of those characters, I think there's some fun in that. I think people like to think that's uh, really who I am. And, you know, after a few minutes of talking to me, that'll be probably deflated. But, um, you know, hey, listen, it's, it's served me well. I, I, 
to, you know, to, I always say, you know, watch out being typecast. But my thing is, it's just you're lucky to be cast. So yeah. when those roles came along in those days, you know, and it was like working with those guys was just so much fun and so great. I, I, I jumped in with both feet. And I always tried to make my characters, you know, Greg Tolan even, too. I mean, there was a little soft spot in there somewhere. But um, I, I tried to make them mine, and I tried to make them not a two-dimensional bad guy. You try to find, you know, you can never play a bad guy and think of yourself as a bad guy. A bad, a good bad guy thinks of himself as a, as a hero. Yeah, and that's fun to watch. So you kind of love to hate them. So you're, you're, uh, you 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 you've nailed it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's exactly correct. Because if if a villain is just a mustache twirling guy, there's no nuance, right. and that's what right. makes them interesting. And I said this earlier. These characters, we can remember the full names. And yeah. so how that's the kind of impact and imprint it puts on you. So you did. I have to ask you, yeah. what was it like working with Rodney Dangerfield? Rodney, oh, man. It was amazing working with Rodney. I mean, I'll tell you, my first time I worked with him and met him was in Wisconsin. We shot in Madison, Wisconsin at a college there. And I just got to town in the hotel, rolled into an elevator with my suitcases, Go up to a couple floors, boom, the door's open. In comes Rodney with his hair sticking up and his mm-hmm. big, long robe, eyes crusty. And I said, hey, Rodney, I'm Billy Zapka. I'm playing Chaz Osborne. He goes, yeah, 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 how you doing? I know you are. I said, where are you going in your robe, man? It's really early. He goes, oh, I got to get to the sauna. I got to get the pot out of my lungs. He was a big weed smoker. Oh, he was huge, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But he, it, was, it was amazing. We had a great time, and... Uh, you know, the young Rodney, uh, Robert Downey, and, and we used to hang out and after work, and he plays Castro, I jam on my guitar, and Keith Gordon, and, you know, Sam Kinison. I mean, the cast alone, that's really why I signed on, because actually, at that point, when I got back to school, I had already done European Vacation, Karate Kid, and Just One of the Guys, and I was doing The Equalizer, actually, in New York City. Great show. Edward Woodward, who's a really great actor, yeah. And I got a call when I was on the set of The Equalizer that I was getting cast and back to school. And I said, oh, no, here comes the third bad guy. And I, so I was on the set. I asked Mr. Woodward. I said, Edward, I said, you know, I'm kind of concerned about, you know, taking another bad guy role. And he said, well, there's three reasons you take a part. He said, either one, the part is so good that you do it for free. Um, or two, the money's good. Or three, it's the people that you're working with. And right. I said, well. You know, it's it's he said if it's one of those three, you do it. He goes if it's none of those, you don't do it. And so really for this one, it was the people. It was the, it was that cast. And yeah. um, and then I went into back to school. This last thing I'm back to school is I thought, well, how do I do Chaz and not play Johnny Lawrence? How do I do this and not play just this, you know, tough guy? So I, I went the opposite way. Kind of grew my hair and and turned him into a little bit of a cowardly lion. And I tried to make him a little funny. And halfway through filming, the director, Alan Metter, called me over to were watching dailies and you're coming off way too funny. And I said, well, I don't want to do He goes, I don't want you to do that. He goes, I want you to be Johnny. I said, I don't want to be Johnny, you know. <laughs> I want you to be tough. And so, anyway, it was uh, it was awesome doing that. And then after hanging out with those guys at the comedy club in Hollywood and stuff, I mean, those, those are priceless days, you know. And now you can look back on that. and just Oh, God, yeah. That's awesome. And your, your, your yeah. instincts were, yeah. were, were dead on for, for back to school. That's great. And I totally forgot that you were Audrey's boyfriend in European Vacation. You were also, I, I mean. I forget that. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. I just, and that, I think, is an underrated movie, oh, by yeah. the way. 
But I, I don't. I think yeah. my when we interviewed you before, and I got to tell you again, I actually you were like one of those Tiger Beat, Teen Beat guys, and I literally brought one of your pictures into the when I went to get a haircut, and I was like, I want my hair to look like this, and it was a Billy Zapka picture. <laughs> <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, you listen, you know, let, 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 we you you have you have gone on to to write. You're uh, an Oscar nominated uh, a writer. You have a, a full career you have this second chapter in your life where it's it's sort of the fleshing out of a character and you have other characters obviously the the martin cove is is part of the series as well which is great we had him in this studio he was such a character (laughs) such a cool dude he actually sort of quasi hit on one of our interns Uh and he was he was great (laughs) 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 so uh, it's gotta be a blast you know what? Funny enough, I just literally had dinner with him last night uh, with a Mexican restaurant and chatted. I told him I was talking to you guys, so he sends his regards ironically. Oh, that's so, awesome. Sanche Creed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sanche Creed. Yeah. yeah that, that, so, so. It really is. Um, Go ahead. The the uh, the the series now available on Netflix. How many? There's there's two seasons. So how many episodes can we dive into? So there's twenty. There's twenty hours. I oh, know ten hours. 20 episodes, uh, ready to go. Uh, right now, it's funny. Last night, uh, watched it click over on Netflix from just our artwork to all the boom, there's all our episodes. It's amazing, really. It's, it's quite amazing. We, we, uh, we're so thrilled to be there. Now the, the a bigger audience can can uh, watch this show, and uh, we're, 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 it's a party, and we're, we're excited. Quick question, is uh, season three in the works? Yeah. Well, we have a season three, and for uh, the real fans of the show, they're a little disappointing because if all went well and we stayed on track and we didn't have this crazy year we're having, right. um, it would have already been out on YouTube if they would have kept the show. But YouTube decided they didn't want to do any more um, original scripted content. So the the show got released to go out to the market, and Netflix um, picked it up. So okay. season three is in the can. It's shot, and... It, and um, but it needs uh, some work to be done before it's released. So they're, they've uh, they're, they've announced they're going to release it in sometime in 2021. We don't know when. Awesome. But uh, the first two the first two seasons are ready to go to binge, and you kind of can't stop watching. It's really a lot of fun, and um, you know, and season three is around the corner, and hopefully much, uh, many more. I love it. I love it. Listen, uh, Billy. Yeah. One of, one of the things when we know you got to wrap. We, we're going to wrap up the interview. But uh, last time we had you on years ago. You really delighted us because you wouldn't leave. We we wrapped up the interview and you say, "Hang on, I want to say one more thing." And you just go, "No mercy and screw you, Melon." <laughs> and I'm like, "That was that like made our, my month when we you were said ta- that." We were it talking about the, <laughs> it was just the greatest. So I love that you, that you well, just well, embrace that. Yeah. Well, that's you know, guys, don't take that as you know. That that's what I do on every single phone call. So that wasn't. <laughs> Just oh. even, even like with your accountant, yeah. Special call didn't happen. Now you're now so, the inner Johnny's uh, yeah, coming guys. out of it. That's awesome, right? So, guys, I got, I yeah, great talking to you guys again. Thanks for that. All right, you bet. Thank you, Billy Zapka, guys. Yeah. Screw you, Melon. We'll uh, we'll talk to you another time. Well, that's cool. That they have a third season set up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really was I, I was intrigued by the show that the the first couple episodes, but I just YouTube. I don't obviously they agree because they stopped producing original content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so having it on Netflix makes it a lot easier. He's one of those guys, and, and he uh, he got uh, slightly typecasted uh, for a time. 
uh, for being that douchebag. But the, he he joins a series of actors who had that same type of thing happen. I always think of uh, uh, the principal in uh, The Breakfast Club because he played yes. a D-bag in yeah. several yeah. Uh, uh, places. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and uh, he... trying to be good and... And then there was the... You love the, to hate them, though. Exactly. And that's and, what they're about. And the guy who was in uh, Ghostbusters and... and uh, oh, Walter I, Peck. What's his name? Walter Peck in Ghostbusters. Yeah, and there's, he, there's another guy, He though. was in Die Hard and... Um, William Atherton? Yeah, that's William it. Atherton. That's yeah. who I'm thinking of. That's who I'm thinking of. It's, yeah. And... And you just love to hate those characters. They right. play them so well. They're so damn stark. Uh, and the the things they're in wouldn't work without them do, providing that yes that buttress. In fact, William Atherton plays the dick in Real Genius. Yes, too. yes, yes. Doctor yeah. Hathaway. Yes, oh. that's it. Excellent. <laughs> All right, our next guest is ready to go. She is going to be appearing at Punchline, which is great. Yeah, two shows tonight, uh, two shows tomorrow as well. You can get tickets at punchlinephilly.com and. Uh, the way it is out, we have no in-studio guest. She's probably right here in Philly right now, but we can't have her in, so I we got her on the phone. Uh, Rachel Feinstein hey! is on the show. Hey, Rach, how you doing? I am, I am in Brooklyn, about to drive to Philly. Okay. Close enough, anyway. Um, well, listen, you're, you're working at a comedy club. It's pretty damn awesome, right? I know. It's weird. I yeah. mean, we work on patios now. That's how we work. We're outside, but we're pulling it off somehow. It's Let, it, it, It's moving along systematically, and it, no one thinks this is the, the way it's going to be since uh, you know for the rest of time. And so these little adjustments and these little returns are great. The setup over there at Punchline is really working out well. Have you have you have you done the other types of uh, available performances like drive-in stuff or anything like that? Yes, and let me tell you, Punchline is far better. I've done like, I mean, I performed in parks, uh, like, you know, I mean, just any bizarre situation. Like, I'm like, walk south in the park and you'll find us under the oak tree. <laughs> yeah. It, let me it, tell you, punchline is nice. Yeah. Right? No. It's really deep in oak tree. Hey, uh, I got to ask you, Rachel, you are, if, if my information is correct, uh, you're a new mom. Didn't you have a baby in June? I did. And I did. what what was uh, life in quarantine, being pregnant? Is that a, a blessing or a curse? I mean, you know, there are some strange benefits from a COVID birth. You you would never think that because there are no advertisements for COVID births. <laughs> no, they, there have not been, no. You've never heard, have a COVID birth. No unwanted visitors. Say, <laughs> sorry, we're trying not to kill her. All right. But, but yeah, it is like, you know, I mean, there's no fear of missing out because we're inside. So is everybody else, you know, with our newborn or whatever. But quarantine was like a little more challenging before it. Uh, I feel like I learned that I have nothing in common with my husband in quarantine. I don't know if anyone else saw this out. <laughs> well, you, 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 you were living in Brooklyn proper. So you're, are you, do you, do you have, what, what's your situation? An apartment or what, what's, what's. An apartment. I've never heard it called that, but I'm going to start saying that now. Oh, I'm okay. from Brooklyn proper. <laughs> um, yeah, we were in like the heart, uh, you know, right when it was like, it was like Wuhan, Brooklyn. I mean, it was intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, so we were like right in the heart of like where Corona was hitting the most in the beginning. And, um, so we did have to cancel the baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It, I'm sure you would have had a lot of takers. I'm sure your friends were all torn up about that too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very sad. A lot of, a lot of fake crying on the phone. But, um, <laughs> my husband, he's, a, he's a fireman. So it was like a lot. Yeah, it was a lot, but he, 
I didn't realize this. It's hard arguing with like an actual hero, especially when he's in uniform on the street, um, because people stop him and they're like, thank you for your service. <laughs> no, you know, defund the fireman movement. I mean, right, right. Everyone can get around a fireman. So we were like, we were hanging out a lot in quarantine and it was just like, I, I don't know if you guys are like this. I like to just lay in bed and like snack during the day. I don't want to be bothered. I just want to do some feeding in a dim room. And <laughs> he, he's always like wants to do activities. I don't really like activities. He'll be like, we're going to do like a puzzle off where we both start a puzzle and see who can finish at this first. This is actually a suggestion he made to me in quarantine. He was like, we'll both start a puzzle exact same time with you can finish first. I was like, I would rather have a hysterectomy than do a puzzle <laughs> off. I think I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I don't even have the equipment to to warrant that. I mean, yeah. honestly, I would have just faked him out and said, okay, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it in separate rooms. And then just, <laughs> it's kind of like when you play hide and seek with your kids yeah. and you actually never go look for them just to give yourself some peace and quiet. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Exactly. Yeah. And then he was like, in the mornings, I don't know if you guys, who you are in the marriage, but there's usually one really neat one. It's not me. So in the morning, I, I feel like for the first hour of the day, I'm in trouble, but I don't know what for. So I come into the kitchen very frightened and quiet. <laughs> and then, and then especially, I think especially because he's a captain, he kind of asks me like to like write up a report about what I've done the night before. He'll be like, what is this smear on the counter? What is this? And I'm like, I don't, no one's going to bag that up and send it to a lab. <laughs> So he's 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 a lot more regimented, uh, and and oh, you're a, a more free. But so the, obviously, they they say opposites attract. Is that in the long term and during quarantine proving to be true? Not during quarantine. I think in the long <laughs> term, yeah. In but, the long I mean, term, he's like he is. Yeah, he doesn't find it charming. You know, I'll, I'll come into the kitchen. He was like yesterday. He was like, "Why are there three open seltzers?" I'm like, "I can't imagine caring about that. I truly can't. I can't put myself into the brain of someone that wants to fix the case of the three open seltzers. Who cares? Yep. Eat it. Yep. That minutia is all part of the. De- now you're 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 besties with Amy Schumer, correct? Yes, I am. Yes, she she has definitely been very helpful during quarantine very kind she sent me a special sleeper thing that like rocks the baby and blows white noise in her face it's incredible <laughs> and then so, she just sleeps for like 12 hours it's amazing and now she, go ahead. i'm sorry to interrupt Steve, yeah. but you're, you're also tight with tom papa in fact did he preside as rabbi at your wedding did i read that correctly Yes, how did you know that? Where is that written? I, I don't know where we got that information, but uh, Tom is Tom's one of our favorites. He's, 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 awesome. a, he's a real good friend of our of our program, so uh, you couldn't ask for a better guy. I love Tom. He was my my first choice for rabbi. Absolute first choice. Well, more, more importantly, he is, uh, did he make you any sour bread? <laughs> Sourdough bread. You know, I have not had Tom's bread, and I mean, I, I'm kind of pissed. Like, everybody talks about the bread. He brought no bread. Join the club. Uh-huh. It, it pisses us off. We we have not we have not been subtle. If you follow him on Instagram, he yeah. has these glorious Ansel Adams quality pictures of these freshly baked breads. And I was like, when are we going to get? And we don't care if it's shipped and it's not piping hot out of the oven. He won't do it. I know. I don't get it. I've, I'm always asking about the bread. He came empty-handed. No bread. Not even a yarmulke. Oh. <laughs> um. And a rabbi's ass. <laughs> 
He did send our baby a monogrammed robe, though, so I really can't complain too much. It was pretty. It was a very, very regal robe. It would have been nice if there was a sweet loaf of sourdough on top of the, the little <laughs> exactly. robe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Rach. Um, I, I'm just kind of piecing some things together. If you're if you're close with Amy, I was wondering that does are you then friends with Mark Normand? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm friends with Mark too. I feel a little bit betrayed by Mark Norman because he posted a picture on Instagram the other day and I had no idea that he was muscular. And I feel betrayed okay. because he never portrays himself like that. And he, he posted a picture of himself uh in midair getting sprayed by a fire Did you see this picture? I had I did see this picture, yes. Um it was one of those pictures where you're like pretending that you're not trying to show your muscles off but you're like he's got like abs he's got abs and biceps i was like what what he's been here i know wait a second i've been on the road with mark for many years like with amy and stuff like that like on and off i'm always like on strange in strange parts of the country with mark and this is new I think Mark got jacked in quarantine. I know that people either get fat or they get thin in okay. quarantine. All right. All right. It's, I, it's I, like you get fat or jacked. It's one or the other. You fat or jacked. Doing, or doing, yeah, or you can't stop doing like prison rage push-ups on your floor or something. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that. That fat or jacked, you're exactly right. So so I wanted to ask you, too, because I saw on your list of credits, I don't know if this is true, but did you do voice work for uh, for video games? Did you do Grand Theft Auto? Five? I did, yeah, I did Grand Theft Auto. That's awesome. I've never listened to it, but uh, <laughs> people ask me about it all the time, and I, I'm like, I, that's like the one thing I can't remember anything about. I just Bobby Kelly, you know Bobby Kelly? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He's great. He, Bobby called me, and he was like, uh, "Show up at this place or whatever. They want you for Grand Theft Auto." And it, it was like years ago, and like the hottest New York summer day, and then the AC broke in a studio. So I just remember standing there sweating and doing like fun loving characters. At the same time, and I never listened to it. But did you have fun? Um, it, it was actually fun because I, it was like a hundred two degrees, but I was still enjoying myself. But I can't remember what characters I did for it. But I had like the best time. Yeah, that's you that's know? that's a revered great. video game. Now you're, you're you're sort of now in in video game royalty. I, I assume you don't play. I don't play Grand Theft Auto. I want to be like, yeah, I play Grand Theft. Like, I'm one of the guys. Yeah. But I'd be lying to you. No, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and also, <laughs> I, you were on the uh, the show that I, I, I love, the historical roast, and you were on that as well. I think, were you, what was it, the Anne Frank episode? Yes, I played Anne Frank and um, got attacked on Twitter for everyone that didn't see it, that doesn't understand irony. Right, but, right, um, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's par for the course, but, like, what are you going to do? There's always, like, somebody screaming at me on Twitter, then I have to, like, focus and understand what they're angry about. But if you, but the thing I thought was pretty cool about the Anne Frank episode is, like, you actually learn all about Anne Frank. It's like you, history with jokes. You, you know? did, and it was it was good. And we had Gilbert Gottfried in here, and he was talking. <laughs> of course, everyone caught yeah, crap Gilbert for that. Gilbert Gottfried played Hitler, because who else? Who else would play Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and it's the, the sh- and, and are there are they doing any more of those? You know, I don't know if they're doing any more. I hope so because, I mean, I I had so much fun doing that. I mean, God Gilbert, when I'd be in a makeup chair, Gilbert would be running in and out of the room, like scolding me, like Annie, you cut it out. <laughs> I said you were Gilbert, but he, you, know, did, you did, cut it out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the strangest day of my life. And then SDR was John Lovitz, and he would be rolling around in this wheelchair, like, <laughs> and just 
harassing me. Like, and I'm like, this is the craziest. It was one of the weirdest, most fun things I've ever done. The late, great Fred Willard. Uh, God, I mean, it was so, it was so fun and interesting. And then John Lovitz learned all about FDR and like his whole life and, like he really did his homework. Like, no, you, was, and you're right about about it. it it's listen. So you, you're taking these these roasts that never occurred, obviously, and then that, you know throughout history, right. it's, it's like drunk history. It, whether you like it or not, you're going to learn something. It might incite you to further explore it. So, uh, it, you know, that's it, it does serve a purpose. Yeah. It is. It's funny though, and it's it's correctly wrong. That's the whole idea. And, exactly. and, and, and it executes it. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it, it was a great. And I series. think it, and I think it, it was Jeff. It, maybe it was Jeff that said like you only roast the ones you love. It could have been Milton Berle though. I, I <laughs> Either way, they're often confused. All right, well listen. But it's like he, you kind of it's a cool way to like he only roasted heroes, so he would sort. It's like kind of a cool way to elevate these people. And like yeah. I feel like you know your average millennial might have no idea who Anne Frank uh, is, but then. If you if you kind of insert a few jokes, you make it fun. It, but now that I'm spe- like talking this out, I'm like there should be an Anne Frank video game because <laughs> you know it just makes it more accessible. Yes, wow. yes. Okay, uh, listen. If, it yeah, helps if you want to get the story out to the youth, exactly. Maybe consider that a Fortnite slash Anne Frank game, voiced by Rachel <laughs> Feinstein. <laughs> Yes. Thank you, yes, I love it. All right, well, Thank listen, you. Rach, we will uh, we'll make sure everybody knows. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. Uh, they're at six thirty and eight forty-five, and it's part of their uh, their patio series. So, which is great. Plenty of space. Yes, yet... and it's really nice. It's really nice. So much better than performing under a large oak tree. And there's Jaeger. There's <laughs> yeah. no Jaeger under an oak tree. Yeggs, get your Jaeger bomb. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, Rachel, uh, enjoy your time in Philly this weekend. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Yeah. All right, Rachel Feinstein, yeah! guys. So make sure you. Get those tickets, punchlinephilly.com, by the way. Uh, we have still another uh, interview coming up around uh, 10. We got a couple minutes, or should we break now? What it, do you think? Uh, yeah, a couple. If you have a, a cuppa, and we were just talking about Gilbert Gottfried, we oh. should have an audio clip uh, sure. yeah. Yeah. of him uh, reading, uh, kind of performing the lyrics to WAP. Okay. Wet ass, you know yeah, what. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Nope. Yeah, 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 you f- with some wet ass bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass give me everything you got for this wet ass beat it up catch a charge extra large and extra hard put this right in your face Swipe your nose like a credit card hop on top I wanna ride I do a Kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This is wet. Come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. Let's role play. I'll wear a disguise. I want you to park that Big Mac truck. Right in this little garage. Make it cream. Make it scream. Out in public, make a scene. I don't cook. I don't clean. But let me tell you how I got this ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> the okay. fuck? 
<laughs> it's great, uh, and he is great with that. The funny thing we talk, we've told about him coming in here, and he's he, he comes in, he's quiet, and then it, it, he's he flicks quiet. the switch. Yep. You watch the documentary about his life, and you see him at home with his kids. And he's like, "Hey, you want?" To come? That's oh, how he I speaks when he comes in. Oh, hi, oh hi, how and are then, you? Yeah, it's good to see him, you again. <laughs> and then you turn the microphone on, and you get <laughs> you get that, that. Yeah. you get that whole thing. So uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I do not know if you know this, Kathy, I'm directing this to mm-hmm. you. Uh, did you know that Lord and Taylor was the nation's first department store? Oh, really? Yeah. In I the think... country? I didn't know that. Um, but it's closing yeah. all of its remaining oh, stores after nearly 200 years in business. It yep. bums me because I, I, this one here right, uh, uh in Bala Kinwood, I go to fairly frequently. It was it was my main when I would forget my workout clothes. That's where I go all the time to pick up. A you good, kept them in business. I you did, forget yeah. your workout clothes twice a week. <laughs> and so they, were, they, mean, they were always nice and and uh, yeah. Yeah, they've been kind of on the outs for a while now. They were having issues pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah same with Macy's. I'm surprised they're still opened. Are Mace, they uh, Macy's? Is? Yeah. Are uh-huh. they going to have like a major sale then? Yeah, they're liquidating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so the company, which filed for bankruptcy on August second, announced yesterday that its thirty-eight stores would close for good, and that they and its website have begun liquidation sales. So, ding, 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 ding. You get good stuff in liquidation sales, Kath. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can if you're willing to search. You know, those are things you got to search through. Okay. So I'm trying to find the details on this, but I just saw a story about Simon Malls buying up a lot of the stores that were in Simon Malls. And it's a kind of an ingenious business move. And they're 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 buying anchor Are you saying stores. the mall will actually own the stores within the mall? The corporation that, that runs malls is well, and a lot of malls wow. in the area are owned by Simon Malls. And, and it's a bit of a risk, but they're buying the retailers and they are going to be the owners. And I don't know if Preston if Lord and Taylor uh, falls under this umbrella or not. It is in some malls. Brooks, it is, yeah. But Brooks Brothers, J.C. Penny, Lucky Brand, so they're all going to be owned by the mall company themselves. The actual name company. Yep. So the mall, but that does huh. that, that's an interesting concept. They're they're residing right there anyway. Yeah, and a, so and B, so they, they would they would be able to with with marketing and promotion, they would have full control over it. And there's a bit of uh, it, it's kind of a bargain shopping right now because yeah. a lot of these have filed for bankruptcy, so they're able to purchase them at a at a decent price. And so it keeps the businesses, in theory, keeps the businesses going in the malls themselves. It brings people back to the malls because these businesses are now open. And if it works for the malls, it's a moneymaker for the mall themselves. Yeah, but, but, but it's I, risky. It's risky. I, I think that could that could easily fail quickly. It's, but it, the jobs, if you can keep the jobs, too. Well, but that's that's the thing. They'd have to keep the entire company. Otherwise, they're not going to know how to run it. You know what I mean? Run that retail. They're they're more of a space manager. Yeah, don't well, they make money on, on charging people well, rent? You, what you do yeah. is you simply you, you roll all over with a modified crew of the people that are current. You give them, you port those people who are currently running the stores and, and bring them on. They, they now fall under the umbrella of the of the mall corporation. Uh, Speaking of uh, malls, I went to, you know, these places are slowly uh, opening back up. King of Prussia, from yep. what I understand, is open back up. Yeah, my well, wife was just there. Last week, we went to the uh, uh, Philadelphia Premium Outlets. It's um, uh, near Limerick, the Limerick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so there are a limited number of people that can go into store at a yeah. time. So there were lines outside of some stores. The longest line of all the shops that I saw. You want to guess? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, I see that look on your face. You know what? I haven't been there in such a long time. Okay. I don't know what's I don't know what's I, there. I was told what a couple of people but, saw. Nike? Yeah, it was the Nike oh, store. Oh, Nike. Yeah. Okay. It was huge. Uh, and I couldn't believe it. I'm sitting there going, there's no way on God's earth. No. I, you're talking about... Uh, Overrated uh, yeah, earlier yeah, this morning. Yeah. In that conference. I think Nike shoes are way overrated. I, I don't yeah, so do get I. 
what the prestige is in owning them, but I'm not a shoe guy, so yeah. I, I I don't really know. But I mean, I'm I'm looking at the other. I I went to because I wear Skechers, and I, there was no line at that store, and I'm like, awesome, yeah, yes, yeah. I well, love that, it. And that's part of uh, not an issue, but it, it's just you know changing ways. But you can't like for me, I would run to the mall real quick to pick something up, or you know me return something real quick, and I ended up having to wait. I went to King Fresh. I ended up having to wait to get into the store just to return something. For I waited outside for thirty minutes before. Oh. I could thirty get minutes. Yeah, I, I want. I just wanted to return it and and do you know what I mean be done and. Over with. And by the way, I saw another huge line was at the the Vans store. <laughs> yeah, but like overrated. But like, yeah, well, like <laughs> ten stores down though was a hot topic with a sign in the window that says Vans, Vans shoes. I'm like, there's no line. I'm so like, here, here's a perfect on, example. <laughs> like we uh, free people or something when when <laughs> last Christmas season or whatever. My wife shopping for some of our our nieces and 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 the free people store is packed and she goes uh, let's let's go here so we go into a department and store and they had free it's people right on the rack. and they yeah, had yeah, free people yeah, yeah, right yeah. in there yeah. yep yep <laughs> there are there are ways around right 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 uh the lines if you want but i i didn't know I was blown away by that line at Nike because the other the Converse one was right down the, the way and there weren't n- nearly as many. There might have been two people standing outside. Yeah. Well, you know, as they see, a, you know, a window closes and a door opens or the reverse of that. Uh, there, a, a, a DSW has opened up in Philly proper. Another one. Are you a DSW person? Yeah, the one in Plymouth meeting opened a while ago, uh, yeah. and it, for, it's those stores are huge, so they're really never that like packed crowd. Right, you can right. easily social distance and shop at DSW. Right. Other than the Nike store, Preston, how were the crowds? Um, good. Uh, it was, it was, it was hopping. Okay. Um, everybody adhering to the mask, uh, protocol, even outside. Because you can be outside in you a can, lot of that it, place, It's obviously. an outside yeah. mall, you know, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, so I was happy to see that everybody was being, um, respectful of each other. It'll be and, really interesting to see the malls this, this holiday season, you know, because yeah. obviously they've traditionally jammed and, and so to see what people's approach will be like in, in November and, uh, beginning of December, I'm curious about. I yeah. say this, if you, if you have whatever, wherever you stand or whatever your thing is, think about it this way. If you can do that and just put the mask on and go shopping and if that keeps the store open, it keeps people's jobs intact and it gets, allows things to open up more approach it from that end yeah it's a lot you can be a lot more whatever you stand think about that and that's a cool way to think about it for me for me personal preference is uh, like town shopping you know I, I've, sure. I've gotten away from small, small from, stores from, from, and, yeah from mall shopping abs- yeah but that's just my own no, my own take on it it's all they're they're all important i was looking up some fall activities because we're going to get to that point you know pretty quickly and um i was bummed like a lot of them are being canceled a lot of the fall festivals i mean there's there's still going to be stuff to do but a lot of the fall festival festivals are being canceled and one that we actually featured last year um, it was like this little farm they had to close because of, oh, of COVID. The I mean, they, they completely yeah, closed? Was, yeah, it was bombed. Yeah, after 12 years. Which one was it? Uh, it it's was not the, the farm behind Plymouth Meeting no, Hall, is it? No, that's still open. I'll okay. see what they're, ha- what they're doing over there. No, it was the market at Del Valle. I did a scarecrow making there last year, and oh. it actually was awesome. Claire just asked about that. She goes, I want to make a scarecrow. And I'm like, oh. well... Well, don't worry. I'm going to have a whole scarecrow right, okay. making section right. of the fall activities this year. All By the right. way, does Floral and Hardy know that I included them in your birthday I, video? I tagged them in it. They sent me a message. They said yes. They said thank you. They liked it. Um, okay. and, and that's it. No, and they're doing scarecrow making too. Okay. All right. They need to thank me, man. Yeah. I made that video. I haven't heard one peep from them. I live in that community. And you drove over there. Yes. Come on. Come on, people. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, I thought th- I, what I did not know was that Lord & Taylor was the very first department store 
in the country. Uh, I didn't know that. It was open on the Lower East Side of Manhattan in 1826. Wow. English immigrants Samuel Lord and George Washington Taylor had opened it. So hmm. pretty well, but they're they're closing down for good. And the first item they sold? Your car noir. No car way. Noir. Wow. Yeah. And that came back around. It did. In yes. The 1990s. It was made out of whale oil. The wow. first version. Of it. See, okay. I would go there for that because cologne and perfume is expensive. And if they're offering it at like a, a discount, like rate. a steep, steep my, discount, my, my guess is they're probably not. Yeah. You should have gotten a job at CVS, Casey, because uh, I got myself a fifteen percent discount on my <laughs> yeah. on my Do they sell anything good there? Oh, 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 oh. As we're wrapping up, um, uh, one thing, Casey, I got an email from Dave Barnes who worked on the movie Sixth Sense. Yes. Ooh. Oh, to answer your question, Casey was wondering. There's a scene where uh, Tony Collette. Uh, leaves the kitchen for just a second, walks back in. All of the cabinets are open, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. So he said, here's how it worked. Okay. We rigged wood dowels behind all the cabinet doors, and when Mom left the room, Knight yelled, go, and about 10 of us pushed the dowels out to open them <laughs> and then pulled them back in oh. so the camera couldn't see the dowels. We did a lot of practical effects on that flick, including there was a scene where a woman flies through a windshield in a car crash on Broad Street, but yeah. that got cut. Probably so. No, not yet. Uh, well, the, uh, I probably for timing. They end up seeing her at the end, right? Because well, she walks a, by as well. I don't want to give it away. They, stands, they, they, they at never, this point, if you haven't seen it, they never show the crash. She stands outside and says, "By the way, I flew through the windshield. Yes, that's why so, I'm dead. Have a good day." He said, "Got to get uh, night to do a new Blu-ray with all of the outtakes." That's from Dave Barnes. So they use dowels. Uh, but it, there were people pushing them, so they okay. did take like 10 people to do it, but they were just on the other sides of the cabinets. And if I may, Preston, when we did the Burt Kreischer thing, Kathy, the uh, the live-in drive-in, one of the guys who works on the crew with uh, M. Night Shyamalan on the show Servant, they're back in production. Oh, good. Yes, yeah, they had stopped two. for a while. Yes, All great right. show. Let's take a break and let's give away some turkey bacon. I'll take caller 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Our friends at Godshalls have stopped by today, brought us some food and lots of turkey bacon to give to you. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can ask for Godshall's Turkey Bacon at your local grocer or at Acme, Redner's, and Sam's Club, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment with The Bizarre Foul. And also still to come is Sean Morgan, lead singer of Seether. Their new album's out today. We'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Okay, uh, hey, a new Daily Rush video is out already. We mentioned a new one earlier. Now there's another one, and it's called Splooting. <laughs> yeah. uh, squirrels are splooting all over Texas, and it's going to be a regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> uh, so you can watch that now at PrestonandSteve.com, and it's sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and them bars. So Do you know that Nick Murphy actually puts together Daily Rushes before we've actually done them on the show? That's Oh, how no, I didn't yeah, know he yeah, does them yeah. that fast. Yeah. Insane. All right, we're going to do Bizarre File, and then we have a guest. Now, WMMR presents.
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by HERS. Pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Uh, full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS forever good. So agricultural detectives. I didn't know they were agricultural detectives. Recently arrested a Fresno man involved in an elaborate scheme to steal and resell pistachios as other arrests are expected as more than $350,000 in stolen nuts. Pistachios specifically? And trailers are recovered, yeah. That scumbag. Uh, detectives were called to Seton Pistachio for a possible cargo theft. The name's Jebediah Knuckles. Oh, God. I'm a, an agriculture detective. Breaking up the pistachio <laughs> ring? I had heard there was a pistachio ring operating out of Lancaster. I went to investigate. Arriving they're de- green. The arriving detectives. <laughs> that's all you found out? They're green. Turns Not out a very green. good detective. Arriving detectives found the suspect stole the identity of a legitimate trucking company. They then used that company's name to secure contracts for the delivery of two tractor trailer loads of pistachios worth more than $294,000. God. Instead of delivering the product, the suspects took the pistachios to an abandoned property where they removed the packaging. They then sold the nuts to an unsuspecting buyer in Madeira County. Detectives found the suspects developed an elaborate scheme to carry out their plan. The suspects used a big rig, stole two trailers from a Fresno business. The trailers were equipped with real-time GPS trackers. Open up the back of the truck. I want to see your nuts. uh, Detectives were able to track them down with the GPS trackers. Uh, And uh, a guy named Singh Sekton... Uh, was Sing Sekton? Sus- yeah, suspected responsible for the theft, and he was found at his home, arrested and booked, and on big charges because it's three hundred fifty thousand dollars. A, a load of cash. Where the much merchandise that uh, that he or merchandise, merchandise, right. merchandise. It's merchandise you can eat. How about this? Here's another scam. A woman in West Virginia is facing the music after altering a cashier's check. Now, if you do that, you want to do it within reason. So authorities say that Holly uh, Erlins of uh, Elkview, West Virginia, has been charged with bank fraud and a bunch of other counts. According to the indictment, she altered a $100 cashier's check to how much? To reflect an amount of $8.4 million. (laughs) (laughs) And alleges that she provided fake documents with forged signatures and a personal check for $1 million to an insurance company to obtain an annual annuity contract. Yes, I'd like to uh, cash this check, please, for $8.4 million. Uh, her check was returned for insufficient funds. I'll be waiting in my smart car. Uh, if convicted on all counts, she could face fifty-five years. In oh, prison. they don't. They don't like that. Uh-uh. All right, one more story, and then we will wrap it up. And it has to do uh, with um, GPS monitors as well. Uh, some people just don't care. A group of men who were already on pretrial release for previous offenses have been identified as burglars, all because. They carried out their crimes while wearing their GPS ankle monitor. Well, that's kind of stupid. Uh, authorities say they seized over $150,000 in cash, an AK-47, a Smith & Wesson handgun, cell phones, iPads, jewelry, designer handbags, ammunition, and more. How did you know where we were? From the three men who are accused of being part of a criminal organization in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, they each face various charges, including burglary and grand theft. Yep. And there you go. That's what we have in the Bizarre File for you. Okay. We are set 
for our next guest. And uh, we're looking forward to having him on. We've been playing this song here, yeah. which is such a great band. And these guys love Philadelphia, and Philadelphia loves them as well. So we're happy that we have a uh, member of Seether on. Please welcome Sean Morgan yeah. to the show this morning. Sean, good, good morning. morning to you, sir. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. How about yourself, man? Right, man. A little early, but I'm feeling strong. Excellent. I'm happy to hear that. Now, listen, I'm going to lead with with this question because, Sean, you know, we, we have a great relationship with you and your band, WMMR has, for years. And I yeah, love would love to promote your new album. I just don't know how the hell to pronounce it. <laughs> Other than Parabellum, I know that part. So please enlighten us, yeah, if you will. Seawee Pockham Parabellum. Oh, Seawee uh, Pockham yes, Parabellum. Yes, I, I thought that was the case because Kathy's the only one here who speaks fluent Latin. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I knew it from uh, the last John Wick movie, but I wasn't sure about that, the V being pronounced as W. All right, so it means yeah. if you want peace, prepare for war, correct? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Okay. I felt like... I felt like it was it was a fitting title for for the age we're living through right now. You know, I I, I think it sort of it, it meant something about the music on the album. It also meant something about you know the, the year twenty twenty being something that's unrecognizable as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and I, I had no idea that pistachios were such a hot commodity. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, they're all the rage, man. If you want pistachios, prepare for nuts. <laughs> but listen, I I, I I do like the um, evolution of of uh, album titles. Uh, and, and stories that come along with, with great records that, that you hear about, but you hear about well after, usually. Um, so I do want to ask about that, of that title, and, and this being the year that it is. Were the songs written with that in mind and fall in line of this title, or did you pick the title later on uh, because it just fits with the, with the time we're living in? Yeah, I, I finished writing the music last year, and we finished recording the album in January. We, we were in the can by February with the mixes and masters, uh, and I just didn't have a title yet. But okay. then about two, two weeks after that, we went into into the never-ending lockdown. And um, I was trying to – I obviously needed a name. And I was just scrolling on the internet, man, and it happened to, to, to stumble across a, a Latin phrase page, as you do, you know, when you're looking for, for, for high tops. And uh, I, I, uh, I I liked what I what I was seeing, and I stumbled across the phrase. And I, I, I thought that kind of really sort of summed up uh, even back then, what what 2020 looked like, and what the album was sort of touching on as far as social media and stuff. Um, but man, the the scary part is is that as the months roll by, it becomes more and more valid and more and more appropriate as a, as a, as, a, as, a, as a maybe a heading for the for the year because it doesn't seem like anything's getting better at all. It just right. feels to me like it. we just keep getting worse and worse and worse, man. So we're trying to stay optimistic and positive, but it, 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 at times it feels like it's a, that's a, a, an insurmountable task. You know? well, I, was, I was having a, a conversation about this last night, and I, 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 I am a, an optimistic kind of guy, and, and I think ultimately, again, you know, throughout life, and you live long enough, you go through a couple of different things. I was talking to my dad, who, you know, is World War Two, and you realize that, you know, there, there was a pandemic during World War One. And you get through. You don't get more than you can handle, as they say. And this has always been one of my favorite phrases. And I believe, you know, that the the essence of it is is that if if be prepared. If you want to avoid, if you want to avoid certain things, yeah. prepare as right. if you're going to encounter them. You know, and exactly. and, and that yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. Really, yeah, you're right. It's, it's prepare for the worst by by you know <laughs> having the imagination and, and and the resources to to do so. I, I mean. It, 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 there's so many different ways to look at it, right? I mean, it, it, peace doesn't. It, it feels like we're going to get to a period of peace again at some point, regardless of what what that looks like. 
Um, but it's, even if you consider that, that, that the war is just with yourself and you consider that on a daily basis, man, there, there've been times when I've been super depressed and it's been a really, it's been a rough day and it's, it's tough to dig yourself out of that hole. Um, and it's, it, the, 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 my mental game has been, has been, uh, has been really tested on this, uh, in this lockdown phase of my life. Um, but I'm happy to report at least that the light at the end of the tunnel is I've got all the guys here at the house. We've been rehearsing, uh, for the, for the show we play on Sunday. But the fun part has been to actually just get in a room again together and play together and just really interact with these guys, man. Like to see them in person, not on a phone or not on, on a Zoom phone call, but to actually physically, tangibly be able to touch them and, 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 and you know, and just, and just feel their presence and, and, and interact with them on, on, on that sort of real intimate level where it's, you know, face-to-face conversation. Yeah. Um, that's something I've missed. Cause I, I don't have many friends in Nashville. It's, it's amazing, basically, it's been my wife and my daughter and I in, in, in this lockdown situation for the most part, and, and that's been about it. So yes. I, I'm thankful that I have my family that, that helped me get through this. But I, I love having these guys just just even for this week that they hear yeah. that I, I have this little reprieve from this from this like this this idea that it almost feels like we're this this lifeboat just floating out in the middle of the ocean. You know what I mean? We're surrounded by <laughs> other lifeboats, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's it's been crazy, man. But I, I'm I, I, we do feel good. You know, we're happy the album's out today. Finally, it didn't seem it didn't seem real. But I, when I'm done, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to the the local Walmart and I'm gonna go pick up a copy of the CD to make sure to make sure that it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to yeah. make sure this is actually happening. <laughs> yeah, I I believe it, man. And, and listen, Sean, you mentioned you know during during lockdown, we we've seen a lot of of collaborations that have been taking place virtually, and it's been really cool. It's been different. Um, and 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 you can certainly share and and, and uh, 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 collaborate on 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 musical ideas when you're when you're in separate locations. But is there is there an intangible? Is there something when it comes to writing and performing together that that you can only get if you're all together in the same place at the same time? Yeah, there's there's, a, there's definitely a hit of something, man. That that's addictive. You know what I mean? It, it, it's a I don't know if it's the dopamine dump that you get from it or, or just the excitement factor of it. It's, it, it. It feels like I haven't played in a band in eons at this point. So to have just even walk into a room and see the amp set up, that in itself is, is exciting. You know, it's like it's, it's to play that guitar and to hear the whole band kick in. And, it's, and we, we're playing the new stuff and it's super, super exciting to hear it because we've never played this new stuff together ever. We've recorded it separately yeah. and done our part, but we've never played these songs. So... That's the that's the best part about every new album is you get to play the newest stuff and you and you get to sort of inject new life into the set list and, and into the live shows. So that's been great, man. It, 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 everybody came in, everyone's rehearsed, them, you know, they, they knew their parts. I kind of came in a little bit uh, under rehearsed. So I, I was a bit of a I was a bit of a drag, but <laughs> I, I learned my parts again. And you know, it's funny how you how quickly you'll forget parts of the songs that you've played thousands of times. Yeah, because. You aren't playing them so often. And I've been working on new music and stuff, so I, I come into the, the rehearsal room and I'm like, oh, I got this, let's do this. And it's, it's gank. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> I think I listened to I have to listen to the song quick because I forgot how it went. So it's been a trip, man. But again, it, it, it's kind of like a childlike excitement when you get back in the room with these guys because it's like I remember being a kid in a garage and the first time you play and, and, and you're, you're actually playing some coherent version of a Jimi Hendrix song, let's say it's, it's terrible, <laughs> but at least you're having fun doing it. Yeah. And it, 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 it's that, but it's now us playing our music and, and it's, it's a similar kind of experience, similar kind of environment, but um, 
because we're basically just playing for ourselves right now. We, you know, we, we're doing the live stream on Sunday, which will be cool, but, but it still feels like it's a rehearsal because there's no people, there's no right. there's no fans in the room to, to react with and, 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 and inspire. So, I mean, it's, it's, we'll see how it goes as far as that goes. I'm, I'm excited to do it, but um, it's it's a very bizarre experience. Well, I think I think, and we've talked about this with with various people and and some of the people um, you know at Live Nation, obviously, who you know have been having to adapt. They've been doing you know live in drive in shows and things of that nature. Yeah, and I I firmly believe, like for example, like with the streaming thing. So obviously, we will get back to to a more normal approach. There will be concert arenas, and there will be things, and we, there may be a few adaptations here and there. But I think the idea of every once in a while, if you want to say, hey, we're just going to do a streaming show tonight, you could do that. It may not have been something you had entertained prior to this, but in a way, it might open up another channel for you to reach your audience. You know, what's funny is uh, before any of this, we've, we've been talking about this for, for years. We were like, how can we come up with a way that we can tour without actually leaving our houses? <laughs> and it's like, God, I don't know. I don't know if we had anything. I don't think we had anything to do with it because I don't think we have that much power over, over the universe. But it's it, it's now interesting that we that that kind of forced our hand, right? We 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 talked about it in the park just because when you start burning out on a tour, you think, well, it'd be so cool if I could sleep in my own bed every night, but yet still play a show yeah. the next day yeah. and and present as if you're in that that city. So then, we, yeah, then, then you start talking about the holograms and stuff like that. But, yeah, now we have no choice. Now all the guys drove in from their separate cities, and they we're all here now. Um, and we are now doing exactly what we said before. We're playing a show, but we're not going anywhere. We come back to our own beds. And the, the most important really about that is going to your own bathroom. Because, you know, some of those backstage <laughs> toilets in some of these places, man. God, I believe it. Straight out of, out of train spotting with, like, <laughs> on the ground. You know, it's, it's gross. But it, it's... It, it, it is kind of ironic that we're now in a, in a place where we have no choice. And I, I tell you what, as soon as we're allowed to tour, I, I feel like what's going to happen is there's, well, I, there's two there's two options. One is going to be like a slow burn, and it's going to it's going to take a little while to, to gain momentum. And the other is it's going to be like the gates open, and it's just a flood. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, I think we see the second one. I think we see people go because I did. I'm, I'm look. I don't mind being at home. I don't mind not leaving my house because I generally don't like anybody in a car on the road that's with me because they all drive like they've never driven before. Um, I, I, I don't like the old ladies at the grocery store that try and run my kid over because they have no sense of humor. You know, there's a whole bunch of things that annoy me. So I'm good staying home. But I tell you what, even I'm fed up with this now at this point, man. I, I'm starting to feel like, okay, enough is enough. Yeah. Right. We need to start. Being, there needs to be a proactive just consensus amongst all of us that, we need to get back to what is what was life as we knew it. Sean, I want to get how back. that looks. Go, go yeah, ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I, just, I, just saying, I don't know how that looks, but I just I, I'm just getting to the point where I, I'm I'm really really tired of all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. We all are, and we're all kind of jonesing to get back and see live music again. The thing that I was going to ask about was that I love when there's a song uh, that I've forgotten about, and then it shows shows up in my life again. And, and the one that comes to mind is uh, Nirvana, "Something in the Way." It, it showed back up in the. Batman trailer that came out uh, earlier this week. Have yeah. you ever have you ever seen that happen with any of your music? Like maybe a song that you wrote years ago, and then it sort of resurfaces in a way that you didn't expect. Um, I had somebody call me up the other day. Hey, man, I really like this song. It was a friend of mine who lives up in Maine, and I said, Wait, wait, wait. you like that song? You, you never listened to it before? He's like, Well, yeah. I, I mean, I listened to, to some of the stuff. I didn't listen to the whole thing. And he and he, he mentioned a song from like three albums ago that was kind of like. 
one of the tail end of the of, of the album. I forget what the name of it was, but I went back and listened to it. Like, oh man, I really love this song. I was like, how come I haven't remembered to listen to this song more often? But you go back to that that commercial. I, I have to I, that I hadn't listened to something in a way in so long too. I love the, the way they presented that. I must say though, dude, I have an issue with the, with with that guy playing Batman. I don't know what you guys feel. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to disagree with you, my friend. <laughs> I, I think Rob Pattinson is abs- is now. I am currently wearing a the Batman movie shirt, uh, and uh, oh, no, man. no, and I, and I listen. I respect your 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 point of view, but I think Rob Pattinson absolutely has what you need. You need that. That that torn up, emotionally wrought thing. His stature's right, and and did you see the trailer? It's awesome. Yeah, look, I will say that. I will say that. I I when I saw the trailer, it it it's hard convinced me that maybe okay, I can accept the sparkly vampire. No, I you 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 I know what you're saying, and you're you're absolutely right. I was never a span <laughs> a fan of sparkly vampires, but I he is he he's proven himself to be a good actor, and I think. Physically and yeah. and also in that that whole thing is so it's a period piece too so it's taking place during the nineties right. so I, I, I you know you, you cross your fingers are you a, are you a genre fan are you fan of of uh, of uh, comic book stuff and things of that nature yeah definitely a Batman like like I was a Michael Keaton Batman fan George yeah. Clooney no thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I also a hard no on Ben Affleck as Batman. See, I'm going to have to disagree with you again. Ben Affleck is, is the, uh, by my reckoning, the greatest screen Batman. I love Michael Keaton. I love Christian Bale. I agree on George Clooney. But uh, listen, these are these are matters that we can talk for about five or six hours, and, and I'm sure we can hash yeah, it out. This is, this, is, this is a touchy subject. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to ask you something a little bit more uh, more serious because uh, you know, you obviously, with your own personal connection to to suicide and and, and how Steeter has gotten behind uh, suicide awareness, voices uh, of education. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a stat that just came out that said one in uh, four people between the ages of 18 and 24 over the past. Five months have seriously considered suicide, and it's 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 something. Yeah. It's help. It, it would be wise to remind people of what the organization does and what you guys are endeavoring to do. Yeah, well, save save deals with uh, obviously with suicide awareness, and they deal a lot with uh, uh, veterans with PTSD, uh, and they do a lot of work with families that are recovering from the, the you know the, the after effect of suicide. Uh, and those who are dealing with attempted to, so they, they, you know, Dr. Dan is the head of the is the head of the, the organization, and he's the kind of guy that lives and breathes this cause. You know what I mean? He's the ultimate warrior for for uh, achieving mental well being. Um, and we, we, as you know, we we had Rise Above Fest, which was supposed to uh, have its rebirth here in Nashville in September, which we've now had to postpone until 2021. But that's our, you know, that's our way to raise money and awareness. Once a year, we put on a rock show and, and we, we invite some of our, our, our favorite bands to play. And then, you know, it, 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 the whole idea is we all gather together with the, with the idea that it's supposed to be fun, but we, we try and at least t- you know, talk about the subject and touch on the topic that, that so many people are, are afraid to talk about. And, you know, not only is it one in four, man, you've you got to think about the spike in teen suicides and yeah. kids as young as... I mean, kids that haven't even hit double digits yet, man, because of this in- incredibly crazy situation we find ourselves in. Um, and it's, it, it's, it's really horrifying to watch it play out. 
But uh, how do we help at this point? Do you know what I mean? Well, you're 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 equipped to do it. Your music can help provide solace, and and it does that. It it does reach out, but it also reminding people that because like kids in elementary school, kids and kids are not having exposure and and getting that that camaraderie and friendship that they really need to be out with other kids. You know, it, it, uh, more now more than ever, if you think there might be an issue. Err on the side of caution and talk to someone or right. recommend they get some help because it is it is uh, profoundly important. And and what you guys and you in particular are, are, are doing is 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 yeah. essential. Well, I tell you what I've, I've seen personally in my life. My daughter just went, went started going back to daycare a couple of weeks ago and she'd been home with us for six months. And she was she was often really she would, we would have days where she was in a terribly bad mood, man. Yeah. And you, there was nothing we could do. There was no way, no 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 amount of attention we gave her would soothe her. Nothing was was good enough for her, and she was really emotional. And she started going back to daycare, and dude, it's like it's like a different kid. She goes and hangs out with her friends. We get the photos every day where she's hugging on and loving on her friends. She's she's playing with these these kids outside. She's learning Spanish. She's doing art and craft and all this stuff. And just for just for you know a, a, a three and a half year old's mental well being, you can see the massive change. And I I, I mean that's for, for, for somebody that doesn't you know she's she's only now developing the social skills. Like she's she's talking up a storm and, and she's got this great little imagination. But now you imagine people that have you know you, now you're talking about teenagers that, that the social environment is really all they care about, and you take that away from them. I can only imagine how devastating that is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, I'm just hoping, and again, so that's maybe another reason why we thought let's put out some music, because I know a lot of bands have, have delayed it uh, because they felt like they couldn't tour. And I, I see that side of it. You know, it's an experiment for us. It's like, can we put out an album without touring it and, and, and then have it be successful? I, I, I believe you can. I, I don't think that touring necessarily makes an album more successful. I think the, 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 the album can make a tour more successful with, with you know, with, with good singles and, and, and radio play, obviously. Right. But... You know, it's it's it, it, the, the album is supposed to be sort of like a, a beacon of light. You know, the, the ray of sunshine coming through. Because I've, for example, I've I've blown through all my all my playlists, man. I've to all <laughs> yeah. the music that I love, and I'm like, okay, I need something new. And I'm now I'm just randomly hitting on a band name to see if I like it or not. Yeah. So if somebody puts out, if, this, if a band that I love puts out a new song or, or, or new music, I'm all over it. Like Bring Me the Horizon put out Parasite Eve just recently, and I was like, man, this is great. Um, you know, 21 Pilots put out that that uh, that the quarantine song, whatever it's called, and and I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I, I understand that it's new music from from these guys that possibly wouldn't have put out new music at this at this time, and I appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate that that it was it was put out for fans to have something new from the the, the people that they enjoy to listen to. You know. Hey, Sean, I want to ask you about your relationship with the radio station and uh, the city of Philadelphia, real quick, because in 2002 you guys released your first album, and uh, MMR has been playing your music since you guys put it out there and uh actually today is the 15th anniversary of a show that you guys played at the electric factory yeah yeah and uh and so i wanted to see what uh you know what your thoughts are on on the city of philadelphia and mmr yeah we we love you guys we we also did uh one cold night remember in in philly at the the, when we had pat callahan as our guitarist he's a a local philly boy yeah um yeah we've had a long-standing uh relationship with you guys and we love you guys in fact I think you guys were there when, when Pat got his guitar at the Hard Rock Cafe and hung up on the wall. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, like yeah. it's almost like it's like whenever we go to Philadelphia, we know we have a home. Man. And you guys have been one of the most supportive radio stations of our band, I, I mean, out of out of all of them. So we re- always appreciate you guys and really, really appreciate the support, well, man. It, it's mutual. It's very a very familial feel, and it, yep. uh, it, it's good to have it. 
Absolutely. And I just yeah. want to remind everybody, you know, Sean getting in touch because a new album is out today. Their eighth studio album, See We Peckham Parabellum. So you can get that today. And also the live stream concert. It's the whole band, right? It's all you guys on Sunday. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it's uh, four uh, kind what kind of bedraggled looking fellows that uh, have, have <laughs> bedraggled. <laughs> bedraggled. <laughs> uh, well, to be you, know, you got the it'll, you it'll, the corona haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. Yeah, it'll, it'll be at three p.m. and you can go through seether dot veeps veeps spelling v e. EPS.com, and you can get the tickets, and uh, it's 20 bucks for the live stream. So, all right, Sean, it's always great to have you on, man. Guys, keep cranking it out. Good luck with the new album, and hopefully we will see you in the flesh maybe sometime next year. Yeah. Well, hey, I thank you guys so much, man. I really appreciate it, and it, it feels right to be on, on with you guys on this day of the release. It just it just feels like it's meant to be, you know? Excellent. And I appreciate you guys' support. Our pleasure. Guys. Sean Morgan, guys. Cedar. What a nice guy. He's a super nice what guy. What a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Uh, so <laughs> I enjoyed his take, Steve. I mean, it was a really civil conversation about Batman, but it was cool. To, Listen, like, I, I entertain all opinions. <laughs> all I, wrong I, opinions, I, right? I have a few of my own. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Yes. All right. We need to break. We'll come back in a second. We'll ask the lesson question, see if you've been paying attention today. And if so, we can reward you with the prize. We've got some other things coming up, too. So stay put. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know what? So let's get right into it because it's already it's almost ten thirty. So today's lesson question: We have a digital download of uh, the Vanish, the movie with Anne Hayes and Thomas Jane, and I need to know from you: What did General Larimer invent? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know that answer. What did General Larimer invent? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you were listening and you know you need to call because we want to give you a prize, we're gonna do the trash while you're doing that thing. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Godshalls. All the bacon taste, eighty percent less fat. The hometown favorite. Godshalls real wood smoked turkey bacon. From their family of owners to yours. Available at Acme, ShopRite, Wegmans, Redner, Walmart, and Sam's Club. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, uh, R. Kelly was assaulted assaulted by his cellmate while sleeping at a Chicago correctional facility. Kelly says he was awoken after he started having a dream about sitting on a bicycle without a seat. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. After just getting divorced, 90s it girl Rachel Lee Cook is already involved with a mystery man known as Kevin. Cook says she landed Kevin with a nod to her class anti-drug commercial saying, this is your face, this is me sitting on your face. (laughs) And finally, the Masked Singer giving fans a sneak peek at the costumes uh, for this new season, including a gremlin, a snow owl, and a unicorn. Rumor has it that other costumes will include a flying monkey and Gary Busey. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood. Alrighty, we are searching for an answer to this question. What did General Larimer and Bent? 215-263-WMMR and I'm going to go to Dan to see if he knows. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, good morning, Preston. Steve. Hey, Dave, How are you? Nice to have you on, Dan. Do me a favor and tell me what uh, General Larimer invented. That would be a butt plug. A butt plug. <laughs> Not a butt plug, the butt plug. Yes, first, made of wood. Yeah, hang on a second, Dan. We're going to set you up with 
A digital download of the gripping psychological thriller The Vanish, starring Anne Hayes and Thomas Jane. A family vacation takes a terrifying turn when two parents discover their young daughter has vanished without a trace. Own it or rent it on digital today, and it's rated R from Paramount Pictures. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And it's brought to you this morning by Rita's. Summer is still on in full force at Rita's. You can head to Rita's for all your favorite delicious frozen treats. It's the summer of yum at Rita's. Out today is Metallica's Metallica and San Francisco Symphony S&M 2. The collection is called from the band's uh, September 2019 venue opening shows at San Francisco's Chase Center. Uh, S&M 2 is uh, newly re-edited. By the band with remixed and remastered audio for a whole new look and sound from the original theatrical run, which was in October 2019. On uh, Saturday, Metallica is heading to the big screen and they will be the first rock band featured in the Encore Drive-In Night series. Metallica will perform a full concert set to be shown at hundreds of open-air drive-in theaters across North America. This is cool. GA tickets for Encore Drive-In Nights. Featuring uh, Metallica run from $115 per vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Or about that, uh, up to six people. Uh, uh, do you ever go, um, you know, for, over the course of years, artists have done streamed concerts to movie theaters. Have you ever gone to any of those? I no. know Rush, Rush did one. I did yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fish did one when they came back from their hiatus in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Or, uh, well, I guess Coney Island. That, that They have that music venue there. Uh, every ticket purchase will include four digital downloads of Metallica's SNM2, by the way, so you get that on top of it. Pearl Jam fans have a rare once-in-a-lifetime chance to hang out personally with the band while promoting voting rights. This is pretty cool. Uh, Omaze, which is the online fundraising platform, has teamed up with Pearl Jam and their organization, the Vitology Foundation, to advance social change. Fans can now enter for their chance to be flown out with a friend to Seattle and put up in the Pearl Jam Suite at the Edgewater Hotel. Join Eddie Vedder and Jeff Ament on a private after-hours tour of the Pearl Jam exhibit at the Museum of Pop Culture and visit London Bridge Studios and see where 10 was recorded. That's pretty wow. cool. Nick, come on, for 10 oh, bucks? I way entered this one already. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah I did this last night. I might enter this. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, for more info on how to win a trip. Wouldn't it be great if you won? You, you can look. Yeah. I know, right? What? I'm just like a so-so yeah. fan. Yeah. Well, what? It's, it's like the word of the week prize. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Word yeah. of the week prize. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks. You just won $10,000. Oh, great. When can I come get that? It'd be even better if you get to take one person and you took Marissa with you. <laughs> <laughs> Omaze.com slash Pearl Jam if you'd like to enter that. Lamb of Gods, Randy Blythe. Uh, fielded fan-submitted questions in a Q&A feature by Metal Hammer. And among the topics was a future tour in which he'd prefer to not take any metal bands as support. He said, I'd love to do a tour where we don't have to carry out metal bands and it's just all different genres, like a moving festival. I listen to many genres and they inform what I do, from electronica and reggae to hip-hop and country music. I'd love to carry something out that takes all the music I like. What about songs from the American Songbook? And let people who truly (laughs) love music show up. Maybe maybe Tony Bennett. Absolutely. Sounds of San Francisco bathe a wash in human feces. Uh, this it sounds like Lollapalooza. What that it does doesn't originally it? was intended. That was the original concept. Uh, a smattering, a smorgasbord, if you will. A splatter, a splatter, like all the poop. A splooge, if yeah. you will. Yeah. 
I think they're featured on the Bill and Ted soundtrack. Bill uh, and Ted 3, Lamb of God. Okay. Yeah. Other topics he addressed included his past struggles. Every time you say that band's name, I always complete it with, take away the sins of the world. Uh, with alcohol dependence and how he ended up in a metal band and new bands he would like to tour with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamb of God and co-headliner Megadeth have uh, pushed their 2020 tour to next year due to the pandemic, of course. Are there any Christian death metal bands out there? You know, like, the, instead of Satan, they're yelling. Gotta That's be. a good Jesus, question. Yeah. There probably is. Gotta be. What was the first Christian rock band that you Strangers. remember? Yeah, that was, and they, they were the whole thing I mean, Bibles at their, um, at their... Or, the gotcha. first Christian kind of hard right. metal band yeah, from yeah, yeah. metal at the time. Um, but uh, Survivor. Yeah, <laughs> probably exists. Here we go. Uh, Christian death metal artist. Mortification. Uh, Pantocrator. Pantocrator? Pantocrator. Yeah. Uh, sacrificium. We are Sacrificium. Uh, what the hell? Deuteronomy. Uh, let's Deuteronomy. 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 That's a hell Deuteronomium. Who the hell can say well, that? Well, Deuteronomy freaking... is a book in the Bible. Deuteronomy yeah. is that one. That's a tough name. Uh, becoming the Archetype, uh, Upgrade Now, and Impending Doom. I had friends who were in a band called Polterchrist. Polterchrist, yeah. yeah. But I don't think they're Christian. I like that. Yeah. I like that name. Uh, the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp has announced their new 2020 Masterclass season. And according to the press release, guest musicians include... Alice Cooper, Joey Kramer of Aerosmith, Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's, Steve Howe of Yes, uh, Sebastian Bach, music industry leaders Jason Flom, Eddie Trunk, Shep Gordon, and songwriting worship uh, workshops with some of today's uh, top hit makers. Huh. Uh, these sessions, which will be done over Zoom, will be hosted by Vixen lead guitarist Britt Lightning. So who are the uh, artists again, if you uh, re- repeat them again? Alice Cooper, Joey Kramer of Aerosmith, Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's, Steve Howe of Yes. So Steve Howe is a real virtuoso. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Bach, and then uh, the music industry uh, people. Yeah. Uh, David Fishoff. Or Jerkelson. Uh, rock and roll fantasy camp said in a statement, not only have we adapted to online sessions, but... We're also growing and thriving with some of our most engaged courses yet. Have you ever t- entertained doing any of those master class courses? No. Um, when I was a, uh, you know, when I was younger and I was playing in a band and so on, I would go to clinics right. pretty regularly and when, when the musicians would come into town. And then they had some master clinics that you could get. and uh, But you see, like, the Steve Martin stuff or the uh, the things they offer online. Oh, we, those. Right. Um, no, I those intrigue the they hell out of me. Likewise. And I'm just I'm looking for the one I really want to pull the trigger on. Uh, Kevin Gunn did one with... with Aaron Sorkin. Eric, Aaron Sorkin, that's Script right. writing. Yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. do Irish step dancing. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. With uh, Michael Flatley? With Michael okay. Flatley. I've that's seen, cool. you know, like, Ron Howard had one for filmmaking. Yes, for directing, yeah. Uh, Steve Martin had one. Which I hear is tremendous. And okay. there's all Penn and Teller do magic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, these are, uh, how much do those cost? Anybody know? They're I've never looked into them. Uh, they're a couple $8. bucks. $8.4 million? $8.4 million. Yeah. But if you have a cashier's check, <laughs> you can change the 100 to 8.4. I don't know. Yeah. I think on the order of like a couple hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see this. Uh, it's called Somebody Up There Likes Me. It's a new Ron Wood documentary. It was also the name of a, of a boxing movie with Paul Newman years ago. Uh, it will be available in North America as a virtual cinema release next month. The career-spanning film directed by Mike Figgis covers Wood's life and career from making his bones in the mod-based 1960s London combo, The Birds, through the Jeff Beck Group, The Faces, The Rolling Stones, and beyond. 
Among the participants in the document are, or documentary are Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Charlie Watts, and Rod Stewart. This sounds pretty good. It does Ron sound Woods good. Woods had a hell of a career. He sure has. Uh, the film will be available starting on September 18th. Uh, at RonnieWoodMovie.com. And he always gets, you know, he, he plays second fiddle to uh, uh, to Keith Richards. But I'd like to see what what he's contributed, you know? so uh, As yeah. it turns out, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's why somebody yeah, up there yeah. likes him. Right, yeah. I shouldn't really be here. Yeah, yeah. I have new talent. All right, and then finally, uh, another classic rocker. Elton John is doing what he can to preserve the club that gave him his big break in the United States, L.A.'s famed Troubadour. Uh, he's it's sp- depicted in uh, Rocket Man. Yeah, he spoke about helping the club, which, like most performance spaces, are facing extension due to COVID nineteen. He said, "I've heard that it might be closing, but I think it's going to be okay. We have to uh, preserve venues like this. The small venues are the life and soul of music, and they have to be kept afloat he's some right. way or another." Uh, Elton was quoted as saying uh, that he quote made a few phone calls and had a few irons in the fire before adding if venues like that disappear. Then it's really grim stuff because. Uh, they're so important for new people to go, and I've seen so many new acts there that have come from Britain. Uh, it's a great launch pad. It's a great room. It has atmosphere. It has everything going for it. If you can't play well at the Troubadour, you can't play well anywhere. Think, think in this city, all the smaller venues that have helped cu- cultivate talent, and what what would happen without them? Uh, you, yeah, you don't even but a lot of them are gone, though. I, mean, I know. So other ones come up. Though. Yes. That, that's the thing. So if these places, even though they have... Tradition and and all this, you know, like CBGB's closed in in uh, in New York. Um, yeah. So other places do pop up, and it's sad to see you know these great places go away. But I don't think it's all going to go away for good. All right, we have some Christian death metal. Oh, all right. um, just what you needed on a Friday. This is called. Is the name of the band Craig? Craig. All right. K R I G. Here we go. You guys, but I feel the Holy Spirit going through me oh, yeah. right now. Yeah. I can't understand the lyrics. I know. I know. I don't know what he's saying. Oh, here they are. If you want to destroy, then destroy yourself. If you want to humiliate, then humble yourself. If you want to hate, then hate yourself. If you want to crucify, then crucify your flesh. Oh, my God. There's no way you could decipher that. Okay. Some people love it. <laughs> and that's all I have I in music it, news. You love it, Tony? I love Christian death metal. That's great. Really captures the spirit. Yeah. Uh, we'll take caller number 18 and give away our last six-pack of coupons. Good for six full packs of packages for God's all turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Uh, t- I like how you could go all the Thank way there. Thank you. All there. Yeah. Uh, uh, 215. I can't go as low as Pierre with a, with a rock. <laughs> Rock. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. What did I say? Caller 16? No. Right. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever Connor feels like taking. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Letter of the day, word of the week, prize is given away. Pierre Robert as well. We're not giving him away. He'll be here, but stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 
We're at the end of our program. We're at the end of our work week. Maybe your day early uh, starts early and ends early as well. If not, hang in there. We'll move along. We got, we've got the ticket, man. We got Pierre Robert coming in to shuffle you through the rest of the day, and he'll certainly take care of them. Uh, but today has been a lot of fun. We've had some great guests on the show uh, yeah. this morning, so I will go through the roster and thank them for their participation. We will begin with Billy Zabka. Yeah. Billy Zabka from uh, Karate Kid and from Back to School and just one of the guys. And he totally gets it. He totally gets that. You know, he plays a great douchebag. Because he's a little tool. Some of the best D-bags in uh, cinematic history, I think. Uh, so it was cool having him on. And they have the first two seasons of what was originally a YouTube series called Cobra Kai. And uh, full-blown production. Ralph, Ralph Macchio's in yeah. it, the whole thing. And Martin Cove. It's available now on Netflix, and he said they've got a third season in the can. They've just got to wait for the go-ahead on yeah. it, so go watch the first two seasons. You'll be able to watch the third when they re- release that next year. Rachel Feinstein performing yeah! Punchline Philly tonight and tomorrow. Two shows each night, 630 and 845. You can get the tickets at punchlinephilly.com. And how great was Sean Morgan from Seether? Yeah. Yeah, terrific. Uh, their eighth studio album is out today, Seawee's Pacum Parabellum, and it's available as well as... Uh, I think it was on Sunday they're doing uh, the live stream concert. concert. I think it was on Sunday. Sunday yes, it is. Sunday at 3 o'clock. Okay. Yes, it is. All right. Excellent. So it was nice having them on. And thank you to Godshall's Turkey Bacon for uh, dropping off some grub for us this morning. We appreciate that and all the giveaways. Pierre is here. Howdy. Hi. He referenced uh, One Cold Night, uh, which is um, the show that I hosted, actually. Uh, what they they recorded a uh, MM archive session for us at the Grape Street, and they also filmed it and then released it as a uh, as a CD and DVD. That's great. Uh, so uh, when he referenced, yeah, we did one cold night there. That's what he was talking about. I got a note from Eric Simon, our promotions director, Pierre, and Eric says that his name is mentioned in the liner notes for that record because it was. Filmed at, um, or, or shot at the Grape Street. Right. So Eric Simon got in the liner notes wow. as a result. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It, were you my producer then? I don't think so. I don't okay. remember it. Uh, okay. But there's a lot in the early 2000s I don't remember. Well, so. there it is. Yeah, it was high most um, of them. And I also liked uh, your, news, your music news, the Lamb of God guy, suggesting a tour with other sounds yeah. on it. Yeah. I, I had this idea of a Generations tour. Where you'd see, like, you know, a so-called classic rock act with a so-called modern rock act with a heavy metal act. And they're all touring on the same bill together and playing together. Like Matt from the American Songbook. Exactly. <laughs> see, no, and, and I could see, I could when Letterman was on, I could see Tony Bennett going on covering Green Day. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 could, I, I could still see it. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? You it's know, great. It's great. I, yeah, I, he could do it like a swing version. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Kath? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty right occupied. That, Sorry. Don't talk to me. I'm thinking. <laughs> Come back. Uh, listen, I, I. You were thinking of your birthday. No, night I'm thinking with of me. school and why the kids are not going to school. It's ridiculous, and I'm oh. getting really annoyed as I sit here. I'm sorry. All right. It's okay. <laughs> She's I'll making take... a plaster of Paris knife. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> You want me to take Junior into school? I, I mean, somebody's going to have to because uh, I'm not going to be here starting Monday if I don't find somebody. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Well, bring him in. We don't mind another little baby. Oh, yeah, that, you actually taught school for a number of years, and I think this would be a great opportunity for you to dust that off. And I did? Take... Yes, I did. 
We were on a ski trip, and a couple, Dennis and Michelle, had a had a charming little um, rugrat, s- satanic child. Uh, <laughs> she's she's a lovely lovely lady now. Yeah, uh, but she was um, in one of those pushable baby things. Stroller. And, um, well, it was you you would it was upright. So in other words, you'd put the baby in, and they'd be sitting up. Uh, and they had um, they wanted to go on like a date night. I said, I'll babysit. I think that I think the little girl's name was Samantha, and um, so they said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." Oh my God! <laughs> the second they left, I held her up, and she looked at me and started screaming like Satan was in front of her. And I'm going, "Come on, it's a baby, it's a boop a boop a goo goo goo," and it nothing, 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 nothing. And only thing that would work was to put her in the in the uh, wireless carriage and and push it around, and um, and. Uh, so we're in the town of Vail, Colorado, and every time I I take her by little stores and go, look at that, and I'd step in front and she'd scream, wailing. <laughs> You're scary. Thank you. <laughs> That's why I have a new <laughs> children's <laughs> show starting in the fall. That's right. You have a way with kids. I have a yeah. way with the kiddies. That's right. But uh, they still remember that, Dennis and Michelle. And I think Samantha is in college now, but there it is. And still oh frightened of you or is it calm down? No, still frightened of me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They like a do not do this when you get to be old. <laughs> I just thought of a name. What? Pierre Au Pair. Oh! Oh, wow. That's awesome. Second For career. The Second career. <laughs> Same as the. First. <laughs> well, it's your business, and you you hire them for kids you don't like. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Well, remember that guy that was running ads when you guys first got here that would like you know, if you got a problem, I'll kick that kid's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, total transformation. Yeah, that's what that was called. Uh, I think he's since passed away. Uh, he did. His wife carried on. The, yeah, I'm, we, but I, you did, I, a, did a parody of it. You did a marvelous parody of it. So I could have that kind of a thing, like a tough love. Okay. Like, if you don't do that, Junior, no Grateful Dead for you tonight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah there you go. No bean sprouts. No tofu. What do you think, Kath? Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Phone lines are lighting up. People All want right, to win sorry. this prize. You ready? Hell yeah. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. T is in Tommy Two-Tone. All right, you ah. have a final letter. It's T, and we'll take caller 10 at 215-263-WMMR right now. Let's see if you know this word of the week. Very sought-after prize this week, this Metallica box set with a special gift in it. So, uh, caller 10, it is yours, 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. Um, and what's up on uh, the show today? What was your name, uh, your other name, Tommy Two-Tom? Oh, Tommy Tom Tom Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one I was going for, oh. but I couldn't remember it. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> anyway, uh, on the program today, uh, we will have Workforce Blocks, oh my God, of the Grateful Dead. Oh, oh man, it's going to be beautiful, Junior. You want to listen to that, Dad? You be good, okay? okay. Um, and um, I, I, I think I got the parenting thing down. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Several yeah. Parents. Way, if you don't stop acting up, I'm going to play the Grateful Dead. Oh, well, that could yeah. work too. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a workforce block, a uh, uh, big workforce block of Green Day and Weezer because this would have been the weekend with the Hell Omega tour. Yeah, and um, uh, it really wow. would have been a hell of a show. But um, it's going to happen. Uh, they already have a date for next summer. I forget what it is, but 
I'll find it, and I'll let you know, and we'll play Block of Green Day in Weezer and have fun. Excellent. I love it. Uh, let's see here. Oh, what is this? This is about the girl that Pierre was talking about. Oh, it's a text that says she has been out of college for about three years. <laughs> she oh is an God. actual functioning adult you did not damage. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that, that actually that speaks to your your, uh, your school. Yeah, you, you're, right. Yeah, your school of Grateful Dead. <laughs> you see? Worked. Pierre the Pear did it. Yep. Pierre <laughs> O'Pear. Pierre Pierre O'Pear. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Let me go to caller number 10. Uh, it is Eric. Eric, good morning. Good morning. All right. What's our word of the week? It is beat, as in Pierre will beat those kids. Cuckoo, <laughs> <laughs> kachoo. That's right, Eric. Man, do we have a cool prize for you. I hope you like Metallica. Do you? I I love Metallica. Excellent. Awesome. Well, we have the oh Metallica and San Francisco Symphony S&M2 box set and custom-made Metallica S&M2 logoed violin. Wow. Only one of a hundred that were made. And the whole album uh, and video documents the September 6th and 8th show, San Francisco's Chase Center. It is released today. Pre-orders are happening now. The box set contains limited edition 4LP color vinyl, exclusive photo book, two CDs, Blu-ray, sheet music, five guitar picks, poster, and download a card as well. So congratulations to you, my man. Awesome. Rock and roll, baby. Thank right, you. Eric, awesome. hang, hang on. We'll get your info, and we Eric. will set you up. So there you go. <laughs> Eric is our winner. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, hers, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. And by Godshall's Real Wood Smoke Turkey Bacon. Next week on our program, uh, Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Will be joining us. Uh, comedian Taylor Tom, uh, yeah, Tom, Tomlinson. Tom Thompson. Uh, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny uh, will awesome. be joining us. Kevin Nealon will be on the program. Great. And we also have uh, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander from The Boys. Whoa. All right. Do your show. We love. Yes. Just go and watch every episode this weekend so you can <laughs> have to stop. And that is on Amazon Prime. I Amazon believe, Prime. Right? All right. It's so phenomenal. The Boys. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Monday because we'll be back on a Monday, first Monday. <laughs> see you again. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. So if Casey can't go to the beach on the weekend, does that make it a no sand bro Friday? Next message. You just like drop down and you so pitted. Next message. You know what I think is overrated? Mac and cheese recipes. We've gotten to the point where people are putting blueberries in mac and cheese for some type of feud fusion that doesn't work. Stop without a recipe. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs> 